Welcome, everybody, to episode 47, I believe, of the ADV podcast. Is it 47? Or it 48? is. 47. 47. Okay. We have some important things to talk about today. Make sure you watch 46 and 45 before that, because this will make no sense. Just, just, <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Guys, seriously, uh, we can't wait to get stuck into this one. So we are just going to get stuck into it with our What's New segment. So What's New is when we talk about what's new, especially with regards to China. Now, before we start our What's New segment, I there's something that we didn't put into our little media pack, which I wanted to mention, and that is fake vaccines coming out of China. Yeah. It's been now confirmed that there are fake vaccines that have been sold not only within mainland China, but externally outside of mainland China. And once again, this is something that we've been talking about for the longest time. You can expect this kind of thing. Don't trust the vaccines coming out of China because they already have been proven that they're fake ones. Just remember, this is something that's hit China a lot before. A lot of vaccine scandals when it comes to the health of their own children. So It's almost one of those things where, number one, we don't like to be right. Mm. It's like we regret being right. Yeah. I don't want to say I told you so, but unfortunately, I told you so. Yeah. Number two, you'd think after all of these instances of this happening, mm-hmm. that more would be done to change the public psyche to not try to poison its own citizens slash yeah. people abroad. Can yeah. you stop trying yeah. to kill people with fake medicine and vaccines? Yeah, well, apparently this time um, it's just kind of like a saline solution that they're using. So it's yeah. probably not going to be harmful. But, you know, the harmful thing behind a fake vaccine is you think you've been vaccinated and then that's, you get infected. So We're peaking, by the way. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we're peaking duck. Can you lower the volume? I probably can. <laughs> anyway, guys, first we're going to go into our what's new. Maybe uh, you can ask people a question about what's happening. Okay, uh, we're looking at something here on the screen here. You see some a little doggy. You see a woman with a tan shirt and you see some police officers. Now, what if I was to ask you, what do you think is happening here? And I'm gonna give you guys about 10 seconds. We can speculate. Let's pretend like we don't know what's happening. Okay. Um, I see a woman, she's like, oh, look at the cute police dog. Oh, woof, woof, you know? Sure. Let me, uh, let me give him a little pet. <laughs> sure. Now, that police dog is probably there to sniff out stuff right? contraband yeah, contraband in the airport stuff, yeah. now you guys might be guessing that the police dog has found something yeah you might be wrong maybe <laughs> it's not the police dog that found something maybe it's our own visual inspection so <laughs> you guys using t- your 10 seconds of your eyes your visual technique your senses yeah have you figured out what is wrong with this picture and i'll look at the comments sure um it people are saying it's a drug bust um, okay. fentanyl fentanyl no uh covid no Drug scanning. So pretty much everyone's saying either Corona or drug scanning. <laughs> I don't think drugs can smell viruses. What, if, what if I told you that it was a thousand cat... No, no. What? What? There's another picture. Oh, there's another picture. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Like so. Okay. You're just making a joke. Yeah. No, no. I, I was telling the truth, but don't worry. You're just making a joke. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see in a minute. You'll see in a minute. Okay. Okay. So. so there's some stockings here. Now, actually, if you don't mind going back to their previous picture, yeah. let me see that. Sure. If you look at this woman's back 
can you see these rolls? These are not fat rolls. No. On the back, you can see that these are actually stockings. So go forward. Yeah. Now these stockings, again, you're gonna have to guess. It looks like drugs, doesn't it? It definitely looks like drugs. It is not drugs. It's not guys. drugs. <laughs> it's not drugs. Yeah, people still didn't figure it out. It's not cash, and it is not milk powder. No. It is, in fact, a thousand. <laughs> cacti and, and we're not talking about this guy yeah this is not you know this it's a thousand cacti and succulents right okay and i'll explain a little bit behind <laughs> yeah you know what succulents yes, are it's a type of plant right yeah. basically this woman was trying to smuggle these a chinese woman um who lives in new zealand mm -hmm. was trying to smuggle them into new zealand in order to sell them kind of on the black market there because uh, they have a high value probably something to do with TCM or Could, whatever. But it's potentially endemic. Yeah, that's the problem is New Zealand and Australia have very strict laws when it comes to bringing in foreign plants. In fact, most countries do. Of course. Okay. I think because, every country does. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. But I know specifically Australia and uh, we have New Zealand. Here are, is massive yeah. as well. Because I, I know that the, the Australian, like, um, I don't know if it was the, the beef or the wool trade or something got really hit hard when somebody bought in a parasite on a plant once. Right, right. Anyway, so they're very, very, like, Hardcore about this. So basically, she smuggled over a thousand cacti and succulents strapped to her body that she was going to, yeah, going to sell. Now, when the dr drug dog detected her, she ran off to the bathroom and tried to dispose of most of she it. She tried to flush cacti in <laughs> yeah. the toilet. They still found most of it. Anyway, the thing is, this is not her first offense. No, it's just not her first rodeo. Apparently, she's been riding the cactus yeah, train a few times. Previously, she tried to smuggle in a bunch of forbidden seeds <laughs> forbidden seeds well you know <laughs> she oh, tried no. to smuggle in a bunch of seeds in ipad packaging you know oh. like ipad case packaging or something the same woman anyway they forbidden seed sounds like like semen that's been tainted with std well i mean the thing is if you don't want these seeds that could really course, mess up the new course. zealand like uh, hey the, china's been messing with the the with the west with seeds for a little while now yeah you know, yeah yeah remember when they're sending out those, those, those weird bags of seeds but the fact of the matter is it's really annoying that she's been caught multiple times and all that she got was like um, a supervision or something. Yeah, it's a you slap know? on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. It's like these Daigo are relentless. You know, smuggling works both ways, obviously. And it has become what what I can say is a it's a very lucrative business for a lot of Chinese people. And the reason being that China has a very um, difficult taxation system import system on paper it's very difficult to get anything done and it's very expensive they put luxury taxes on all sorts of goods yeah so for instance if you bring in perfume or an lv bag or something it costs so much more in china than if you were to buy it overseas so it's created this job of people that literally all they do is they go overseas on a student visa i mean they're not actually going to study no or a work visa, whatever they do, or just a tourist visa, and they go and stay in wherever, you know, France or Japan or any of the places where a lot of these goods come from, Korea. And all they do all day, every day is go to the shops, buy up goods, and then illegally send them back, smuggle them back. So either through the post uh, and just don't declare anything, or they fly back with the goods in their bags, you know, and they never really checked. Most of the time they get away with it and then they just sell it and instead of buying it in the shop for $200 You can buy it from them for like $80 makes sense and they make a killing because they put a markup on and There's huge rings of these people all over the world. It's like networks and uh, 
it, it's quite astounding. That's how they managed to get all the milk powder off the shelves in Australia, for instance, sure. and things like that. Sure. But yeah, it's just kind of interesting to see it in the reverse. Yeah. yeah. Taking stuff into New Zealand because right. there's obviously a demand there. And because of the laws, you're not allowed to have those plants. I wonder if there's like people in New, like New Zealand, there's some Kiwis out there and they're just like, they were waiting for her. She's like bringing in their favorite forbidden cactus cutting. They're going to like grow like their little illegal garden in their, in their house or something. Interesting. By the way, people are saying that uh, our other, there's a 10 second episode up on our channel. Maybe just delete it. Sure. Sorry. I will continue with the news while Seamilk just gets rid of the confusion. Sorry about that, guys. We have been having technical issues. It's not our fault, I'd like to say. For some reason, the software that we're using, there was an update and it's kind of made everything go haywire. And uh, I, I give you a personal pledge that I will have worked all these bugs out by next week. Anyway, if we continue it should on... should have been 47 episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that's pretty much what's I'll be in... fixing this. I just got to use my... Your little screwdriver. <laughs> okay. You entertain the, the crowd. Okay, I Maybe will. you can... Uh, oh, there's another... What's new? Is there? I don't yeah, see just it. Just keep going. There's a, I, I make these media packs with gaps. Yeah, that's the... That's what's new. Is this what's new? Yeah, oh, okay, sorry. Uh, what you're seeing here is, um, believe it or not, Canada. And this is something that's quite disturbing. Uh, the Cana Canadians have been training Chinese police. And, uh, well, we've got a whole thing about it, don't we? It's the Justice Institute of BC, and I guess BC is British Columbia. So the JIBC has accepted close to 2,000 Chinese law enforcement students, recruits, and officials, plus dozens of Chinese state judges to its purported education and training program since 2013. So from what I gather, it's some kind of a intensive police training to train all sorts of tactics and law enforcement and stuff. And they train people from, you know, all over the world, basically, and I suppose people within Canada, actual Canadians too. But the fact that Canada is training actual Chinese police is a little bit concerning to me, especially considering... Um, what Chinese police have been taking part in within China and Hong Kong and things like that. It's kind of... Well, yeah, what I was going to say is that, Canada, what are you doing? Mm. I'm not going to be Mr. Defeatist Doom and Gloom Boy over here, but that's just outlandish. So you, what you're doing, and it, yeah, it looks innocent or whatever. It's yeah. young kids, police recruits and whatnot. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you shouldn't be complicit in any sort of paramilitary or police training yeah. you're a western nation that's allied or aligned with western nations for, yeah. for national security interests and for the security interests of those countries that are your friends yeah like the u.s sure and what you've done is trained upwards of 2,000 police which are tasked with going to crack down on the human rights problems not crack down participate in the human rights problems that china's complicit in, yeah. like in hong kong like you said yeah so you're sending over these, you're training the police with advanced Western techniques, yeah. sending them back so they can go kill people and mess with people <laughs> and do bad things. be horrible, yeah. right? Whether that's, you know, loosely tied or, or tightly tied or not, it's still, it's still a thing. That's still something that's happened. I think it's preposterous to think that the Chinese police don't know how to police their own country anyway. Right. So I honestly think that the reason they're there is it's kind of a bit of a covert operation. Like, why else would they be there? They're learning techniques and that's supposed to be the reason is they want to learn all these law enforcement techniques but you've got actual chinese police recruits in canada living there studying there doing all this stuff these are people that are a security risk 
You know, so I see it from that point of view. And they're that tied to the police force. Obviously, of China. and they're tied to the government and yeah, everything. And they, uh-huh. they even said state officials and stuff. It's not part. A, just a rando student. It's kind of like if you brought in, I don't know, American spies to t- train them spycraft in China. It doesn't make sense, yeah, right? No. Or you're bringing you. It's just bizarre. It's a. It's again one of these situations where the free world is being taken advantage of by China because. What? We're too open and we're too happy to say, yeah, come, we'll help you out. We'll train you. Would you, you know? train North Koreans, please? No, because you know that they're going back and so, doing bad things. So why is that different? Exactly. It's dumb. Why is China, Why do people always have to separate and think North Korea and China are completely different? And like, haha, North Korea, that's that oppressive mm. place. China's literally <laughs> has the same tenets of society mm. and the way that the, the government runs. Very yeah. similar processes. And the problem is, is that the, you get diluted because they have they have money, whereas North Korea doesn't. Yeah. Apparently, oppression when you're poor, now that's bad. Yeah. But oppression when you're a wealthy country, now that's fine. Totally fine. That's totally fine. Anyway, I just think it's uh, it's our duty to bring this kind of thing to light because I feel that the majority of Canadian people weren't aware that their government sure. is training the Chinese police. police. Maybe talk to your local... I don't know what you would call it in Canada, but your local yeah. representative. You know who's probably not very happy about this? What? You know, the, the Chinese Canadians that ran away from China. Yeah. Imagine they open the newspaper and see yeah. the Chinese, Chinese police, police are, are training trained. in Canada. It's the, the police they're fleeing from, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my it just boggles gosh. the mind. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, anyway. I think that's all we have for What's New, right? Uh, yes. So, let's answer a couple of Super Chats and we'll continue. Yes. Uh, I missed a couple from our previous thing. Which, yeah. what you can do is you can email us and we'll put it in the next stream. Yeah, yeah, we apologize. There were probably two... I think I can actually probably dig them up, but I'll do it later. Okay, yeah. Uh, Madrox303, beer and parts money. Uh, curious if either you saw the Frontline PBS 90-minute special on China this week. I did, and I watched it uh, yesterday. It was very good, actually. Really? I haven't seen it. Yeah, definitely watch it. It's like the origins of coronavirus. Excellent, yeah. It's called a COVID cover-up or something. Anyway, I saw it. A bunch of you guys sent it to me. Excellent. PBS is great. Uh, Tornado Brick. America was a Chinese invention from ancient times. (laughs) Yeah, everything was. That's correct. Mm -hmm. Case closed 93. You guys said on China Uncensored. Unscripted. Unscripted, sorry. That you were in Hong Kong at the same time as them in 2014. But Tim Pool's co-host, Luke, was also there. Maybe you passed each other. That's great. (laughs) It's entirely possible. (laughs) We were (laughs) banking on you guys bringing up Tim Pool again. Yeah. Tim Pool, we're waiting. We're waiting. Haven't heard. We got our beanies ready. (laughs) All dusted off. There we go. Uh, I took a lot of photos during that whole 2014 thing, so I could dig it up. I know that I do have photos of some pretty famous French uh, reporters and stuff that were there, and one particular lady is very famous hey, as a you're journalist famous. and you're stuff. You're just as famous as them now. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I got a picture of you. I got a picture of <laughs> now, I'm just saying there's a possibility I've got sure. a picture of someone in the that's, background. That's there. great. Yeah. Josh, Josh Ortiz is my friend, actually. Mm-hmm. Cheers, mates. Can't wait till we kick it again. Hopefully meet Winston. Cool. Yeah, that'd be Can't good. Can't wait to see you, Josh. Uh, all right, let's keep going. Mm. Well, guys, it's time for Soft Power Hour. This is our main segment of the show where we talk about how China is changing your mind and you don't even know about it, usually. Well, Well, then most of the time you can't. Let's not just assume. Maybe there's some hyper-aware people out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Oh, you mind if I kick off on this one? Yeah, you go ahead. What's happening? I just want to read you a quote. Okay, let's read this quote. This is from China. China's quote. Listen to China's quote. Now, let me set the stage here. The WHO, after one year, it's been one year... Um, we're finally allowed to have an envoy to go look into the lab, uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, yeah. the one that I 
still I'm even nervous to talk about because of the amount of traction my video sure. generated. It's yeah. caused some serious waves out there in the world. Yep. Um, now, I've been claiming this since the entire time. Mm -hmm. And then people people in the beginning were like, either on my side or they're like, that's ridiculous, blah, blah, sure. blah. But it seems to be pointing towards that more and more these days to yeah. the point where the WHO had to go and look at it. Mm -hmm. So it's taken a year for them to be allowed. First, uh, first few times when they tried to appeal, they got their visas denied. Uh, there's some visa problems. Obviously, we know what was happening. Yeah. China's used a year to sweep up every connection person, any tie to this, right? Yeah, scrub down all the scrub facilities. Scrub down the facilities, obviously. Like, the wet market metaphorically like and, paved over. Yeah, and... Metaphorically and literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scrub down. Mm -hmm. So what happened was the WHO was allowed back in, right? Mm. Now, the thing is, were they? Because we're going to go through some photos here, and we'll sure. actually show you what happened. Let me read you uh, China's quote. Yeah, read the quote. It should be noted that virus traceability is a complex scientific issue. Mm -hmm. Issue. Now, excuse me if I interrupt this. That is, and that's why it's of utmost importance that you allow investigators to go in there and see what's going on. Yeah. Not to say, yeah. China, this is your fault. To say, hey, guys, this happened here, mm -hmm. and we need to see what happened, what it's made of, and we can have the world join together yeah. and maybe fight this. We could have had a vaccine a long time ago. Oh, hell yeah. We could have figured out the origins and actually t uh, talked about future prevention. Oh, we would have known how it borders. spreads easier. We, we would have, have prevented the spread, yeah. Yes. Mm. And we need to provide sufficient space for experts to conduct scientific research. This is them saying, yeah, like, yeah. we'll let you guys in, Yeah. Wang said. Mm -hmm. China will continue to cooperate with the WHO in an open, transparent, and responsible manner and make its contribution to better prevent future risks and protect the lives and health of people in all countries. Is this what transparency looks like? No, this is what this looks like is you may only see what we allow you to see and we're keeping an eye on you to make sure you don't see the things we don't want you to see. Yep. Well, That's I, what it there's looks like. quite a few pictures here. They're quite telling of what's going on. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the directors of the WHO. Yeah. Drinking a Watson's uh, seltzer so, water. Soda water, yeah. Um, talking to some people on the phone. Can I just point out the quality of the air, by the way? It's beautiful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're choking, choking on the pollution there, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pollu foggy pollution. Yeah. Typical uh, central China weather. This is our uh, transparency and our openness. Yeah. yeah we're on that Institute is the most un like Silent Hill, like plague mm. ass thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like that to me, this is probably very much linked to where this came from, this whole pandemic. And to see these kind of photos, like recent yeah. photos outside, go to the next one. This is transparency, guys. This yeah. is transparency. Yeah, you're not allowed to take a photo. See, he's got a gold chain on. Of course, it's interesting, dude. isn't it? A little it? kickback, yeah, huh? Well, no, like that's. I'm joking. No, I mean, we, yeah, it's probably just his own personal jewelry sure. or whatever. But he's supposed to be a security guard or police, actually, and so. Why he, is he wearing? Yeah, you don't wear that when you're. See, security duty. police. I can't see his badge. Yeah, maybe we can see a picture there. It's it's definitely a police badge on the yeah, side. Yeah, it is. It's hard to tell which um, division. Anyway, yeah, these are police. Yeah. So this is transparency and openness. You guys had a year mm -hmm. to deal with this and cover it up. Um, mm -hmm. Any responsible nation where this had come from, number one, would have allowed investigative, uh, not journalists, investi investigatory scientists to be able to go and deal with this and, sa and save the world, really. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what side you are in this argument. Like China uh, didn't really cover this. If they didn't know any better in the beginning, it doesn't matter if you believe that or not. Yeah. They had a year to figure this out, right? Well, I mean, let me, let me put it this way. A woman walks into my room, right. okay? I close and lock the door. People hear screams and, sure. of murder behind the door and she never comes out. Sure. So people knock on the door and they're like, listen, we need to find out what happened to her. Can we come in to take a look and investigate? We think you killed her. And you're like, just wait a minute. And you say, just come back next year. Yeah. 
So I've got a whole year to dispose of the body, clean up, scrub the walls, repaint. Make sure that make anyone sure, that heard is not there. Yeah, run like a UV like yeah. sterilization, do everything. And then when I'm finally happy, when I am satisfied that I've hidden all only the you. evidence, yeah. yeah, only when I'm happy, then I'm like, okay, come you guys, in. come on and see. What are you talking about? Nothing happened you here. You painted everything over. Yeah, that's exactly what's happened here. And it, the, problem is, the problem is, mm-hmm. China is basically saying to the world, look at how amazing we are to let the WHO in to come and do their investigation yeah. after a year, right? Yeah. The first time that they let the WHO in, they didn't even let them go to Wuhan. I know. They went to like Guangzhou and stuff. Yeah, and they, they went. Some. Yeah, they went and ate feasts and things. While like China was like suffering amongst yeah. this horrible lockdown and stuff. Anyway, mm. my point is during this year time, they finally say, we allow the WHO to come in and, and check this out. But by the way, we're going to spread upwards of 20 rumors from state the state mouthpiece that it didn't even originate here anyway. Yeah. So yeah. they're like, okay, come here and investigate. By the way, we're so awesome for letting you do so, but we're gonna completely lie to the world and say it came from the US military. And especially to their own population. Seafood. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Always excuses that has come from Italy and like the US military and you know from Australian frozen beef or whatever. There's so why always didn't some you let crap. us go why didn't you let us go into the Wuhan Institute of Virology in the beginning? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's too late. This whole thing is a farce. It's a facade. And again, yeah. it's just China playing a little game. I think this just shows you where it came from, guys. Yeah. You know, it came from Wuhan. Yes. It we all know it comes from it Wuhan. It comes from Wuhan. Yeah. Is that that difficult to understand? Yeah. Apparently, apparently it's too hard. Even in the beginning, even the Chinese authorities were calling it the Wuhan flu. Yeah, because it it's from, from there. Yeah. And then they were like, wait, we got to shift the blame. We can't look bad here. It's dumb. Jeez. Yeah, I love this. This See, is a, one of the greatest photos of Look at the back. Time. It just says Zhongguomeng, which means... With the Wuhan for yeah, exactly. Which means Chinese dream. Because, you know, they, they China has they this, this um, propensity to copy things, yeah. right? Including um, ideas like the American dream. So they have to have the Chinese dream. Yeah, I mean, the Chinese government literally copied that. This yeah, they did. Xi Jinping thought. Mm-hmm. Xi Jinping thought came up with the Chinese dream, <laughs> Zhongguomeng, which means <laughs> which yeah. means moderate prosperity. Yes, he didn't let people have, be like, yeah, let's get rich and like we're, we can do anything yeah. we want. They're like the China. That's the American dream. You sure. can do anything you want. The mm-hmm. Chinese dream is you can't really do that much. Yeah, just, get to this level, you'll yeah, be all right. Just just kind of do a little bit. Yeah, right. get a little bit wealthy, <laughs> moderate prosperity. And apparently, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the Wuhan Institute of Virology releasing coronavirus. You'll often find. Um, uh, just this has reminded me of some of the places I've been to in China where, you know, China does have a pollution problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you try to say, you can say, oh, look, it's just a weather, you know, maybe it's uh, winter or, or whatever. But yeah, it's, it may be fog, but clinging in that fog is pollution too. But you'll go to some of these beautiful spots where they have these amazing scenery spots, but because of the heavy industry in the area, it ruins it. You go there and it's just polluted, right? Sure. So you'll often see they'll have like a billboard up there, like a big poster of what it looks like on a good day. Right. You know, like a big lake. Sure. So they'll have a massive poster that has blue skies and a big lake for you to go and take a photo in front of that. Right. To say, I was there. Because right. you can't actually see the attraction. It's hilarious. It's, uh, this just reminds I mean, me of that. It's so sad. It's, yeah, I'm just saying. I, I just want to say one more mm. thing. Sure. Um, I personally think that the coronavirus came from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That's my personal opinion. Sure. I am not a scientist, nor mm. am I a, a, a real journalist, right? Sure. The thing is, all the evidence that I saw pointed towards that. However, I'm not here to convince you of that. No. What I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter where you think it came from at this point. What matters is that during the initial stages of the outbreak, we know, like even if you don't believe it's from Wuhan, sure. the initial outbreak happened in Wuhan. We yes. can all agree on that, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. 
And what my point of this entire thing is, is during those initial stages, we needed the most transparency possible. And that's something that China didn't give us. And that this yeah. whole cover up the entire time, the, the finger pointing and all this kind of stuff and the theories, just keep drilling at home all of these theories that we had to guess at in the beginning. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you're not transparent, when you lie all the time yeah. as a government, when you have to lie and completely betray people's trust over and over again, people are gonna keep going back and pointing the blame at you. Yeah. Because it's probably the case. It right. definitely came from Wuhan, 100%. right? Percent. My point is, you can come up, yeah. come up to your own, come up with your own conclusions. Sure. But China is very irresponsible in the way that it allowed the world to to try to figure out what was going on in Abs the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that's so um, oh, the whole point of that, yes, was that on day two of the visits, oh yeah, on yeah. the entourage. Yeah, wait for this. This is great. On day two, uh, the WHO was allowed into Wuhan. Yeah. On day two of their tour, they were tasked with seeing museums all day. Yeah. Not not the virology lab. Yeah. They had to go to museums. Not the kind of museums you think. It's no. not like, look, this is... Like what kind of museum? The first dinosaur in the area. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was museums about China's successful response to the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, so it was a museum, a museum about like, this is what we did to defeat the coronavirus. We started here, we went there, we went there. That's the museums they were taken to. So once again, it's just a bunch of bullshit. They're taking these WHO people, trying to brainwash them by showing them all this like stuff about how well they took care of the, the situation. It's how China does things. They're like, no, this is how we did it. And this is what you're going to learn. This is what you're going to report back to the rest of the world. You know, you're not actually here to discover and learn anything no. by yourself. No. And you're only going to see what we allow you to see. Such a slap in the face, really. And at the end of the day, we all know that the WHO has been compromised by Beijing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We saw at the response. Yeah, we saw the response. Uh, in the beginning and how much they praised China and refused to, you know, put any kind of scrutiny on China and just constantly call everyone racist for even trying to say it's coming from China. We know the WHO is compromised. So you've got a compromised institute going in to a very controlled situation. For to, a year that's been yeah, up. to try and figure out what's going on, but they're being told what is going on and they're being shuffled around like chess pieces. It's Yeah, we're supposed to trust what's going to come out of this? I think our audience and most people in the world, I would hope, are smart enough to see that whatever reports we get coming back from the WHO, is you're going to have to take it with a pinch of salt, basically. Yeah, well, I don't think anything is going to come out of it other than praise for China. Yeah. yeah praise we'll for They're going to go to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, come back home and say, oh, China did such a good job. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, now, um, actually, our main segment and the reason you clicked on here is about propaganda. I mean, look, this WHO thing is very yeah, much... Yeah. For sure. About propaganda. This is how China operates. But there's another big part of Chinese propaganda, which really irks me very much. And I guess both of us, but it's there. Apparently only you. Well, yeah, it irks us a lot. We, we very much hate <laughs> but it's, it's their state propaganda media that's allowed to freely post Chinese propaganda in the Western world and has been for the longest time. Now, in China, you will find uh, this narrative that Western media is just so biased. It's only anti-China, right? The West never says anything good yeah, about China. Yeah, we were China. talking about this the other day. Yeah. It's just, it's dumb. Like, the thing is, in the West, you do have different kinds of media. And the media has freedom and autonomy to, uh, you know, in essence, attack their own governments. Sure. Like, like, like yeah. we could do. Yeah, like all the time. How many times have you seen like a caricature of Trump, like, you know, in a in an unflattering light or sure. some kind of 
stupid thing about uh, you know Trudeau or whatever. Sure. There's tons of or even any, local politics. Yeah, sure. any leader, you know, you'll sure. find pictures being drawn as a donkey or sure. you know all Whatever. that kind of crap. You can't do that in China. No. If you were to try and like draw a caricature of Xi Jinping as even Winnie the Pooh or something, if you were a Chinese media, you'd get destroyed. Oh, you'd get shut down. You know, you'd get put in jail. There's all sorts of things that would happen to you. You can't criticize the government. So it's kind of funny that they have this narrative, but at least in the West, you can find a semblance of balance. I know people will be like, oh, it's biased one way or the other. But it doesn't matter. There's yeah, an there outlet are, for everyone. Yes. You can become that. Yeah. You can become that voice. That's the thing is you do have biases, but you have opposing biases. Yes. And you have different media outlets that have different you know, takes and even, even to mm. Sorry to nitpick, yeah. guys. I'm using this as my tool sure. today. To nitpick sure. at, the, let's say, CNN or mm. Fox. CNN and Fox are the great juggernauts of, of both sides, right? Sure. People like to claim that CNN is super far left and Fox News is super far right. When in fact, actually, they're not. Mm -hmm. They may be bullshit. They may be like as a whole, right? But there's so many different facets of these news networks. You have opinion piece, editorials, all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that operate very differently from each other. Number two, you have to have some sort of journalistic integrity. You Mm -hmm. can take a pick apart someone's argument. Yes. But that article needs to be written with journalistic integrity. There are international standards where... It has to be impartial to a certain degree. Something that can't exist in Chinese media. No, Chinese media is only biased, and it's biased one way. It's all about blaming the West and other countries for the problems in China and praising the Chinese government. And that's all they can do. And the thing is, it's all they can do. Yeah, I mean, it's not their fault. They don't have a choice. Chinese media may not say bad things about the Chinese government. They can't. It's just not allowed, right? Because it's owned by the Chinese government. And that's every single media, newspaper, anything, is so under scrutiny. You know, when I was uh, working as, as a, um, like a principal of a training center, okay, a pretty big training sure. center, I had this idea that we would release like a newsletter for all our students once a week, right? It's pretty big. That was, it was this big school and we trained adults and uh, business people and stuff. And it's pretty high class. And what I thought was, how about we put together a really nice newsletter and it could just have like some interesting things and some, you know, whatever things related to the students and they can learn stuff and all that kind of thing and put in like student of the week or, you know, that kind of thing. So I put the whole proposal together and I took it to my boss, Chinese guy. And he was like, I'd love to do this, but in order for us to actually print this and give it out, we need to get the government censors to go through it. It has to be approved by the government. Literally Just one of the biggest branches of the Chinese government is the censorship yeah, board. A freaking newsletter for a training center. Dude, the censorship board sent the cops to my school. Yeah. You know, because I named it Manhattan American English. That was political. The yeah. censorship board doesn't just go through articles. Yeah. It goes through everything. Yeah. It's it's a huge branch of the government. Absolutely. So you have to understand that anything coming out of China is 100% biased and only one way. Right. So there is no balance. Anyway, let's get back to CGTN because I hate CGTN. The reason I hate CGTN, I know you do too, but the reason I hate CGTN is that it is being broadcast around the world with impunity. It's got headquarters in Washington, D.C. In English. Yeah, London. CGTN is the English language version of CCTV. It actually changed its name in 2016. It used to be called CCTV International or something. Right. And now it's just called CGTN. They try to move away because they realized CCTV also stands for closed circuit television, which is, you know, like a monitoring system, which is exactly what they do. Anyway, they've got... uh, you know, operations in Washington, D.C., London, Kenya, Nairobi, various places. Um, and all they do is push 
positive Chinese propaganda. That's their mission. Right. Okay. So it's supposed English language news, but it's all about propaganda. So it really annoys me that they're allowed to run around willy nilly. This propaganda arm of the Chinese government is in all Western countries and on YouTube. So I made a video where I called out, I've been calling out some of these other foreigners that are uh, more or less working for the Chinese government putting out Chinese propaganda on their YouTube channels and denigrating the West at the same time, okay? And this ties in, and I'll explain to you why, but CGTN, not only do they have their own big YouTube channel and Twitter accounts. And oh, it's every It's Instagram. on everything. It's on everything, right? This Chinese state media. Um, it's been accused of propaganda and dis disinformation on behalf of the Chinese government and also being accused of airing forced confessions, right? This is just what they've been nailed with from... Yeah. From very, like, very on-the-surface allegations. It yeah. is just a state mouthpiece. It is. I really want people to know that that logo... I mean, you wouldn't believe it how many people send me... I, I'm not joking. Mm -hmm. Will send me emails or messages on Patreon and stuff that will say, Oh, did you see this? Like, this kind of goes against what you said. And they'll send me an article or a video from CGTN, CGTN thinking it's a yeah. Western news outlet. No. They don't understand. Because no. they'll get Western hosts. Yeah. They'll have Western guests on. Yeah. Right? They'll portray it. Is not being Chinese because the English version of CCTV, which is Chinese state media yeah. before, was very much, you look at it, you're like, that's CCTV. That's the yeah. Communist Party of China. CGTN is trying to use, like, I hate this, just psyops. But yeah, like, yeah. Really psyops to, like, <laughs> make people not uh, associate this brand, CGTN, with the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. It, is it is that. It is only that. It's the uh, same yeah, thing. Yeah, it is exactly the so same So whenever thing. you see that, completely discounted out of your mind. Yeah. I mean, to yeah, the point where legally... Yeah, on, um, on YouTube, US, yeah. if you watch... Any of their videos, it actually says underneath, it says CGTN is funded in whole or in part by the Chinese government. And that is, the Chinese government hated when this happened, by the way. You guys yeah. might think they put that there. No. No. It is a law in the U.S. Um, if a news outlet is allowed to operate in the U.S., mm -hmm. even if it's controlled by a foreign government, the problem is, is you have to disclose that, right? Yeah. So CGTN, for the longest time, was operating under the guise and still under operates under the guise of it not being tied to the CCP. Yeah, but it is. Just it is. I mean, like when you check like their Instagram and stuff, you ne you'll never know. Sure. Right? At least on YouTube, they're they're forced. Now, I'm not 100 percent sure, that. but from somebody did tell me that this warning only appears if you're watching within the U.S. Sure. In other countries, it doesn't need to be displayed. That could be wrong. I don't know. That's but, easy to check. We can actually yeah. we should check that. Yeah, well, we can. We anyway, can check. Yeah. Either way, um, the reason why we're bringing this up is. Okay, it was only, <laughs> sorry. sorry, yeah, sorry. yeah, it was only like, a, what am I doing in the middle of us there? This is uh, from my video where, between us. <laughs> yeah, this is the video where I, I released, you know, when I released a video talking about these foreigners that are more or less working for the Chinese government, okay, how did they try to defend themselves? They got <laughs> China's largest English speaking language state media to defend them. Which, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You, what you just said, I think is the opposite. Okay. Th I'm pretty sure what happened was a lot of these guys get these paid government trips. Yeah. They do these fluff pieces. I mean, they're on the websites. Literally, it says the propaganda department of so-and-so city. Yeah. We invited the foreigners to make propaganda for our, yeah. <laughs> our yeah. area. Yeah. Those all are tied into the central government, right? Right. And when somebody like yourself makes a i'm not going to say an expose just a very a very uh fair piece mm -hmm. on what happened with all of the all of the evidence yeah it's Chinese, all the evidence right? is there, yeah. it's not it's it not can't, speculation can't disputed yeah what i think i i see happening here is that they got reached out 
to buy CGTN. Mm -hmm. Because what happens, it's just like your video title. They're protecting their assets, right? They are protecting their assets. You have to go and be like, um, yeah, well, maybe just in case some people saw this video by Serpent ZA or whatever, or the podcast, Lowry Six and stuff. If they see them talking about them with proof or whatever, we just have to make sure that we have our, our piece out there that says... Uh, yeah, this totally didn't happen and these people are so bad and <laughs> everyone that just is anti-China, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's more like they can't... I don't think they reached out. I don't think you they think reached CG10 out. You think CGTN reached out to them? I would well, guess that. I mean, I know that some of those guys have been tweeting at Liu Xin, this host. Sure. So, I mean, there is a connection There's, there. For sure. Anyway, what I wanted to point out here mm. was, I mean, CGTN is like top top of the pops right yeah and leo sheen this this hostess you may have seen before she's uh, like a wolf warrior of notes yeah she's like a wolf warrior but she's famous for mm. talking to trish reagan on that uh, fox news broadcast right it was like one of the only times that china allowed like a like mm. a live debate yeah to be like broadcast within china or something yeah uh, but anyway that's not important what's important mm. is that she's well known for being the face of english media in yeah because her english is really good yeah for sure you know she's married to a Turkish German guy, sure, and she's very well known. She's been good at English. Yeah, for you can 80s. go look. She's this. She, she used to take part in English competitions. She's very things, talented. So she's very good at English, but she's one hundred percent nationalist. Oh yeah, I mean, she's know, a, top she's of the pops, communist piece. party mouthpiece. She's yeah. a mouthpiece yeah, of the yeah, communist yeah, yeah. party. Mm. My point is, this is top of the pops, high budget stuff, yeah. right? They got YouTubers who, who we know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, on a like the biggest news english news broadcast yeah to talk about something that's a non-issue yes. if i'm totally honest yeah, like yeah, yeah. you pointing that stuff out was to educate youtube people on youtube yeah and people in the world that there are foreign people in china mm -hmm. that are coerced or rewarded for promoting the chinese government Absolutely. it's as simple as that yeah so it you can educate people into taking things with a grain of salt or mm -hmm. still consume their media but having that knowledge right absolutely they had to they had to blast put this on blast on one of the biggest news sure. outlets it's Hilarious. a non-issue guys yeah. right if this is not a big deal to you why are you signal boosting this and it just proved my point yeah and you're bringing more awareness to it and then mm -hmm. at the same time pour pouring salt in the wound because what you did was I, this is winston i have enough evidence here to prove that these guys are working with the chinese government Case closed. Shut yeah. the book on that. People might get over it and be like, okay, whatever. Sure. I'm not going to watch these guys anymore. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of think about it a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Nope. State media goes, <laughs> let's open that book again. Yeah. Let's, oh, let's crack open that book and make sure there's as much spotlight on yeah, this as possible after it's already been proven yeah. by state media signal boosting it. Yeah. I mean, how the irony is so rich, but I love what it says Yeah, here. hashtag media's pro-china smear campaign number one that's not how you use a hashtag that reminds no. me of when uh dude in cobra kai calls it hash brown yeah sure hash brown medias <laughs> yeah wrong punction wrong grammar there yes, yes uh medias i don't even know how to explain what that would be it's like the media's thing yeah like the media owns hashtag the pro-china the pro-china smear campaign so pro-china people are smearing uh <laughs> media's media yeah <laughs> I don't yeah. understand. So there's a smear campaign from pro-China people. Yeah. So they're they're smearing. Well, I think I what understand. they're trying to say is that media is trying to smear pro-China people. Sure, that's a very very but poorly it's very worded badly sentence. Put, yeah, it's very poorly worded. Anyway, what what was really hilarious about all of this is um, when they put this out. And we're we're going to get to our point in a minute, okay? Because sure. this there is this a point. we're leading up to something. Please, when they did. 
when they headline did headline buster <laughs> <laughs> that's what the show's called it's called what? headline buster. yeah it is it's called headline buster <laughs> what is that anyway you know here's the thing uh let's just take us out i want you to see what happened remember sure. this is china's we're gonna yeah, hear this there. we are going to see what happened on china's largest english speaking language english language speaking state media okay uh, by the way this is the interview with the pro-china youtubers yes yes talking about how they are not complicit in this pro-china campaign yeah listen to this I, uh, exactly what happened i don't hear you Indians. What happened? <laughs> All right, we're not able to hear you. I'm sorry, Lee, we're not able to hear you somehow um, about request for your opinion. Did you respond? Well, unfortunately, because of technical issues, we can't get the audios out for whatever reason. Uh, we do this every week, but somehow this week it just doesn't work. Much apologies. I'm really sorry. I don't know what happened. Obviously, Beijing is not very savvy in pushing out his propaganda, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, there. I love the fact that she admitted that Beijing's not savvy at pushing out uh, its propaganda. Yeah, um, that's, that's probably my favorite part is like, and I honestly think she may have had a little talking to about that because yeah. what that insinuates is that your program is propaganda. Yes. That's what you just said. Yeah, you said that we're not good at doing it because yeah. the audio didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's just hilarious that that happened. But now, the whole point of bringing this whole CGT thing, CGTN thing up and the whole title of this video um, is based around the fact that the UK has just blocked CGTN from being broadcast within the UK. Well done. Now, there's a reason for this. Um, tip, the tip of the fedora. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, whatever. In, in, in the UK, drink some tea and whatever, have a little yeah. top hat or sure, whatever. top hat, whatever. Um, guys, what happened was, okay, the UK's got an archaic licensing system. It's the same as South Africa. You actually have to have a TV license in order to own a TV um, because you pay and it's like a Clearly, that's monthly gone, thing. Though. No, it hasn't. Oh. If you don't have a TV license, you get a fine. Um, but what, there's a way around it. If you... If you get the TV tuner section of your TV taken out of your TV, like physically removed by a repair shop or something, then you don't need to pay a TV license. But there's it's no some... TV tuners now. It's all digital. I know it's digital, but whatever. The you know any kind of state broadcast stuff, you're basically paying oh, yeah, you're yeah. paying a tax to pay for oh, the okay. because we've got SABC one two sure, three. Sure. It's like South African Broadcast Corporation one two three. It's you like pay. BBC. It's like BBC. Yeah. It's based on that model. Anyway. Any any kind of um, TV program or uh, I should say something like CGTN. Uh, state broadcaster they or a broadcaster sorry they have to meet a certain amount of rules before mm -hmm. they're allowed to broadcast within um, the, the UK so how about we read what we said what we wrote down there it says um, uh, so this one CGTN has been blocked from broadcasting in the UK um, let's see the UK regulators have pulled the broadcasting license from CGTN um, the investigation concluded that the license is wrongfully held by China, Star Chinese Media Limited, so not CGTN. They did not have editorial responsibility over the channel, and Star Chinese Media uh, was just acting as a distributor and not a provider, so kind of like an agent for CGTN. Sure. So it was basically operating illegally. Yeah, well, before people think this is like a hit, hit, hit against CGTN, mm -hmm. 
No, because the regulators rejected a proposal from CGTN to operate under a new entity after transfer, but it was rejected because they came to the conclusion that would have still been controlled by the CCP. So what happened was this investigation is what opened the can of worms, really. Mm -hmm. And the reason that you can't have a a news channel operated by the CCP... Yeah, by the Chinese Communist Party government. Yeah, yeah, is because the rules... I'm just quoting this. Yeah. ...require impartiality, accuracy, and protection of privacy. So they... Previously, CGTN had breached multiple times impartiality standards of their coverage of Hong Kong protests and other stuff as well. So basically, when CGTN covered the Hong Kong protests, they covered it one-sided only from the point of view of the government because um, in the UK you have these impartiality laws so if you are going to be biased to one side that's fine but you still have to air the other side of the argument so even though you're like pro-government and you're like the government's so bad they're being attacked and stuff you still have to go and like interview the protesters and find out why they're protesting but with CGTN's coverage, it was one-sided only. Well, just, just, oh, the Hong Kong protesters are bad. The government's good. That's all they said, right? Right. Well, just like, this is only one example, but yeah. it's just like when uh, when the Western media covered the Hong Kong protesters, the reader or the viewer knows why the people are protesting and also knows why the Chinese government doesn't like the protests, right? Yeah. They, they both know why both sides are happening. Yeah. Whereas if CGTN or CCTV will never once even come close to airing the opinion of the other side. Not even fair or unfair. They won't even touch it. It's just that- they only try to explain them away as right. being like, uh, I don't know, like troublemakers. Right. Or, you know, they have no interviews. Or yeah, they will be they will have their explanation as to why these people are doing it, which is incorrect. But they won't actually put forth the reason, the real reason. Sure. So they broke these standards. They've also broken other standards. I mean, the fact that they pretty much aired a forced confession, you know, right. um, on on CGTN and didn't give the guy a, a chance to retort or to yeah. reply to it or whatever. They've done a bunch of things which have broken rules in the past before. They have been investigated in the past before. But now finally, um, because they are, well, not representing themselves, they were kind of, you know, being distributed under an agent. They've been shut down. And... They're still shut down. And let me tell you why that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Now, before you guys run and start saying, oh, see, Milk and Winston are, are pro-censorship in this <laughs> no, case. No, no. It mm. is the, actually the opposite. It's actually the This is a triumph for freedom of media and a triumph to stamp out censorship. Because yeah. in my honest opinion, I believe that everyone should have an opinion and everyone should be able to broadcast that opinion. But sure. why is a country with no journalistic integrity and no freedom of speech and no freedom of press. So the media effectively operates as a mouthpiece for that government, that oppressive government. Why is that allowed to operate in other countries with impunity when that country can't reciprocate and allow other countries' media inside as well? Sure. Right? So to me, it doesn't make any sense. To me, to censor CGTN, to censor CCTV is a good thing yeah. because what you're doing is you're cutting off the head of the snake of misinformation. Yeah. Misinformation coming from a government that wants the, the death of your own country, Absolutely. by the way, or, or at least the complicit in the takeover of it in, in terms of assets and soft power and education and censorship. Yeah. You're cutting off the head of a snake that operates with bases and, and offices in your country using the freedom of speech, freedom yeah. of journalism freedom of movement, freedom of press, all of these things that are offered by Western countries. Which are not offered within that China. That are not offered within China. Yeah. And then that country cuts off all access, media access to your country as well. Yeah. So it makes absolutely no sense why that's allowed to operate. Number two, you're also stopping the unbelievable unfettered flow of soft power in the English language that that does c- convince and trick people. Most people don't know CGTN is a Chinese government operative. Sure. It is just a, a state mouthpiece. Yeah. So when you cut off that, you're, you're preventing 
disinformation really that's because there is only one avenue it's only disinformation able to come out of cgtn correct really yeah other than like fluff pieces about yeah of course tourism or look at this art thing or something sure but yeah anything that's political coming out of there is 100 percent just chinese state propaganda so it's good because to allow an actual arm uh, propaganda arm of the chinese communist party to operate freely and with impunity within your country is never a good thing. No. And of course, China would never accept a Western propaganda no, arm to that. operate within the borders of China. Yeah, imagine like ridiculous. The, the Washington D.C. like, <laughs> like educational outlet news broadcast. Well, I mean, and before anyone says anything about oh, CNN and stuff can be shown in China, it can't. No. Okay, CNN does broadcast a certain amount in China, but they censor it. Yeah, okay. it's not the same as being allowed. You know, and it's never live. No. And sometimes you're watching some kind of segment of news out. in China and it cuts to blank. And they mostly they do that with Hong Kong stuff. Yeah, with Hong Kong stuff that's being broadcast live. But basically, you know, there is no reciprocation. There are no rules. Like, the CGT can say whatever they want. They can curse at Trump. They can curse at Biden. They can do whatever they want. They can say, you know, they can, anything they yeah. want about any they government. They can say horrible thing. remarks. They can really. say terrible things about anything in the West, anyone and it's totally okay. But there's no Western media that's allowed to broadcast in China that can say anything bad about Xi Jinping or the CCP or anything to do with it, Xinjiang. You know what or, it is? It's not, it's not like if uh, in English language media was allowed to reciprocate. It's like if me and you went, uh, went over on behalf of the U.S. government to set up a Chinese language Chinese, It has to be network. Chinese language, yes. yeah. In China, yeah. for the domestic Chinese populace. Imagine that. To talk about how evil the CCP is. Yes, and, and how, how bad Tiananmen how Square bad was. Tiananmen, and, oh, everything. Yeah. Cover all those things mm-hmm. and then also cover the news with a bias towards American exceptionalism. Yeah, That's so, literally yeah. what it would be. Look at Chinese. how amazing. Look at, look at this thing called electricity that was invented in America. It's right, it would be like that. It's, yeah, you know, yeah, cars. Can, what about the airplanes? the same journalistic integrity of you know? CGTN. Yeah, exactly. That's what it would be. It right. would be like a Chinese language like media going out there explaining just about like see that computer that's on your desk right there that you're using that's right. a western invention see how great we are right. that's what china's doing with things like cgtn it's ridiculous look at our high-speed rails look at our amazing infrastructure look at what we've done to fight covid and that's what they're it's one just of the one dumb. of the first things that happened actually in china was like when media news outlets were allowed to operate mm. they basically had these i would read books all the time about people that would work in the news cutting rooms in beijing and stuff yeah like whether they worked for New York Times or whatever they were, um, what would happen is they would work in these offices, but they would barely ever get access to have journalists uh, journalists ende- endeavors to go out and cover stories sure. in China. Sure. And when they were, they had an entourage of people that would censor them, block them, tell them what they can and can't say. Right? That's right, yeah. And number two, what they would do is... Um, they blocked, they made a law so that it was illegal to hire a Chinese journalist. So a foreign news company like CNN or Fox or whatever, they can't hire a Chinese uh, correspondent with a Chinese ID, ID card, national mm. ID card, because that gives them too much access to correct to the Chinese market to yeah. figure out what's happening in China. Absolutely. Now it's all been shut down. Yeah, there's pretty much no American journalists left. No, there's no point. Like China. you can't. You watched like well, they a got hawk. Kicked out. Yeah, you and you watch like a hawk. You can't report. Yeah, on if you want to do journalism in China, go on a tourist visa. Yeah, and and stay under the radar. Yeah, you know, the only look, thing you can look do. Chinese. 
yeah. and then fly into the radar and you can get stories. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we managed to get away with what we did for so long, is it was a great you area. You can never do, do that now. No, no, not now. It's If you're going to be on YouTube in China right now, you can only be very positive about China. It's the only thing you can do. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of ridiculous. Why is everyone saying they want ice cream? It's because of our damn ice cream truck. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to freak them out. Yeah. <laughs> That's our side our side biz. Yeah, exactly. We just have a sound bite that we play every once in a while yeah. in an ice cream truck. That's very true. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, we're going to do some super chats before we move on. You know, the point of this is I, I'm very happy to see some steps being taken towards putting an end to this blatant propaganda that's out there. Cracks are forming. People are starting to see that this massive propaganda machine has been in in motion for years now yeah. on our shores in our schools mm. in you know on our media and of course here on YouTube and uh, other you know social medias which are completely bl- oh, we're getting, banned we're and getting forbidden. drowned out yeah. compared to how much stuff comes out of China now. you know you know I made that video about uh, Li Zhiqi just to explain yeah. that you know it's sure. not real okay that's right. not what China really is like in the rural areas and while I don't have anything against her or the videos that are produced because you know it's obviously a professional team and they look good and they show good stuff it's positive my point is that she's posting on a platform that is banned and forbidden by her own government in her own country. And this shows you the hypocrisy because they're more than happy for that to be out there. In fact, they're probably responsible for it to be out there um, (laughs) because it's serving their purpose. So the government will use, the Chinese government will unscrupulously just use any tool at its disposal to spread its message out there, even if it goes against its own rules. Right. You know, it's one of those, like, do as I say, not as I do type That's things. That's the definition of China. Yeah. It's completely, there is no actual, there's laws, but only when they need to enact them. Yeah. To suppress free speech, really. Correct. If it goes against the CCP. If it's promoting the CCP, it's allowed to be rampant. And yeah, rewarded. It's rewarded. You can break the law as much as you want to. Yeah. As long as, I mean, it's like the, the fact that you've got a... a convicted drug addict felon that works as propaganda a foreigner who works as propaganda for the ccp right. whereas a, a drug felon convicted for the same things that he did in the states would have been executed in, in china, china. Yeah. it just shows you the double standards there right. I'll, I'll make a video about if, that if in it, the future if it serves a purpose that they're allowed yeah to try. exactly so let's hit some super chats and we'll cool we'll uh, um, move on to the next segment mo bahar says ccp backing the coup in myanmar surprised or not absolutely not um anything that undermines democracy china is very happy yeah. why do you think the west is very angry at what happened to to the democratic elections and the the seizure of their president why do you think they're so upset about that when china is so happy about a military backed coup it's because china loves when it has a chance to seize political stability they can be the political stabilizing force in the region right and the the military in myanmar and burma is much closer to the ccp than it is to anything else sure Uh, they're very much more willing to capitulate to china imagine china getting the land and, and the people can oh, you imagine sure. that? It's like completely it's undermining democracy in the region. Yeah, more, um, more so uh, military bases and ports yep. and things, yeah. Jay Leo, Xi Jinping is like Chancellor Emperor Xi of Palpatine. Do you agree? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A little bit, actually, though. Palpatine was more law-abiding. See, the Empire is all about the laws, right? It's effed up. I'm but just thinking Jabba the That's what I'm thinking. I'm Jabba the Hutt's Jabba more the like, <laughs> you think yeah. China is a law-abiding place, mm. but it's less like the Empire, more like Jabba's Empire, yeah, because yeah. it's a criminal organization, yeah, really. Correct, correct. Uh, Jonathan Case, of course, YouTube, you still haven't fixed this. 
YouTube hasn't fixed a lot of things. Oh, the old snap. Especially like allowing Chinese state media to run rampant (laughs) on their platform and undermine people's people, other people's opinions. Yeah. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Jonathan K says, answer our questions and question our answers. Yes. You guys should teach John Circleback Girl Sky that. She could use it. I'm not sure who that is. Don't know who that is. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for the advice. Robert Finch, keep up the good work, work, chaps. Here's a few quid for a beer, Aussie wine fun. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Jeremiah Johnson, are silver bullets back on that menu? They're never oh, gone. Oh, yes, they totally are. <laughs> if, if not, use this for fuel on the next trip. Hope things are resolved enough this year. I'd also like to get back to Japan for a visit. Thanks for all the info. Yeah, absolutely. You're very welcome. We've got such a big Japan trip and India trip planned. It's not even funny. As soon as we can. So sorry, JPN. Mm. Uh, Australia has a new sh- a TV show partially on the biosecurity rules. Biosecurity, bi- border security, Australia's front line. Oh, you dude, watch I watch that all the time. And specifically, <laughs> I, you know, when I used to train doctors, I specifically took episodes of that to show them. Yeah, because you don't want them to get in trouble. You know, um, you often see in that whatever Australia front line security, border security thing, they're often stopping passengers who are trying to bring in lots of food and like weird um, TCM things. It's always Chinese people coming from China or Chinese students, Chinese um, Australian citizens that are Chinese born and stuff. But you always see this and they'll open some like auntie's bag and she'll have declared no food or whatever, but she'll have literally a supermarket's worth of Chinese snacks and and like, what do you call those things? Like biological things that you're yeah, not yeah. supposed to. Like and and yeah, tons tons of like plants and vegetables and things that they're not allowed to bring in. It's definitely something that's very much part of uh, Chinese culture is taking food with you. When I was training that same group of doctors, I've told this before, but it blew my mind when I was asking them, what are you going to take with you when you go to Australia? Because this particular group was going to Australia. And the one guy who was, must have only been like a couple of years older than me, um, he was like, my mother, okay, this guy's like 40 or whatever, right? 38, 40. It's like my mother um, is forcing me to take a bag of Chinese rice and, you know, bottles of Chinese cooking oil because she doesn't think that we'll be able to find the food, food in Australia that's good for our Chinese bodies. And I was Why? like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm sure you can get good rice and oil in Australia. In fact, I know it's better quality, to be honest, you of know. But that's the thing. Um, it is, there is this thing about bringing your home, home food and medicine and stuff. So often people will take huge amounts of just instant noodles and because they think it's cheaper. And Real me this. What? Why, hmm? why do so many Chinese tourists, uh, and again, this is not, I'm not hmm. trying to say and assume anything, but why do so many Chinese tourists like to go shopping uh, outlets for food and like uh, milk powder and eat a lot of food products, yeah. chocolates, things like this, but then think that it's not good to eat those things? I don't understand. Because no, then they bring in, you know, their own domestic products. No, it's not that. Like chocolates and stuff is a luxury. It's different. Sure, it's, it's not, not like your staple foods. It's not that's, noodles that's or rice or whatever. Point, but the whole point of uh, fact of the matter is I used that, that show you're talking about as training material to show them, you know, when you travel, make sure you don't have these kinds of things in your luggage. And you must declare if you have food. You have to do it because if they catch you and you didn't declare it, you will get a fine. You know that kind right. of thing. And it actually helped out because they That's had to good. deal. They actually had to deal with customs when they went over. Yeah. Um, next is mm-hmm. David Pay. I was talking to a guy at the Citadel Outlet. Oh, that's that one in in LA, with an empty suitcase at Coach. 
He told me he flies in the morning and flies back at night. By the way, coach outlets take WeChat and HeliPay. Yep. Interesting. That's the old Daigo at work. Mm-hmm. Stan Pet says, hopefully Shinny the Pooh doesn't send Agent 47. <laughs> he already did. Look at him. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, or maybe they already did and he works for YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Also, loving the weekly pod. Bring Tim on, please. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that says. But I can read the second character. It says Yuan, which means like willing in Chinese. Which is all something... I can only read the, Chinese, the one Chinese character and there's the only thing I can read. The rest of the Japanese, I don't know. It says all something shimas. Oh. I don't know what the second character is because it's kanji, and I always get confused because, like you, I can read the Chinese. Yeah, I can it's read the Chinese characters, but I can't read so the Japanese. It's like oyenishimas, <laughs> whatever it is. That's funny. Yeah. What's next? Uh, anyway, I'll just go on to okay. class. But we're going to go on now into world news or worldview, guys, and worldview is where we talk about things that are happening in the world, but specifically with regards to China, or at least something to do with China. And we're talking about milk tea slap. Hey. We don't know what happened, allegedly. We don't we know exactly we what happened. We have no idea what happened. There allegedly. is a video. <laughs> no, this it's, is a picture. Yeah. And you guys, whatever you think is happening in this picture, it might be true, might be not. It's up to you, allegedly. It absolutely <laughs> is true. But nope, yeah, nope. when you read it in the Australian newspaper, they're like, YouTube, an alleged, happened here. an alleged assault took place. Meanwhile, in the, in the newspaper article you're reading online, there's this dude is like slapping the sure. crap out of you this know, woman. You know why this is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, let's go through That's the law. Um, so anyway, this is a 20-year-old 20, 20 trainee um, student who was working um, in a bubble tea shop. But she was like a trainee. And so she hadn't been paid for her time working as a trainee yet. And she had gotten into an argument with her boss, which is the guy with the glasses, actually. Mm -hmm. So she was having an argument with her boss. And this other guy, who's just a, a business associate of the boss, not her boss or anything, just stepped in and slapped the crap out of her. So he, We're not going to show this, but... No, no, we won't. You can look it up. It's, YouTube, it's very easy mad. to find. It's easy to find. So he slapped... He really slapped her big time, right? And good then, quiver, good crack. Yeah, big time. Then, then she uh, kind of fell down, and then she threw her bag at him, missed, and then went to try and like and then they attack him. And then he kicked her in the stomach, back down to the ground. And another girl who came to try and help her also got whacked to the ground. All the time in front of young children and yeah. other clients that were in the bubble tea shop. Right. Now this is not not all that uncommon in China. Okay. This, can, I, know, can I say something? Sure. We are not covering things like petty disputes like this and horrible, sure. like, you know, slapping cases in Australia. Sure. The reason we're doing is doing this is because the reason this happened in Australia mm -hmm. is because of how common it happens in, in yeah, it's, China. It's something that happens quite often. You know, whenever you get disputes, it's quite often that it gets physical in China. Yeah. We've witnessed it yeah. many times ourselves, and it can be oh, a lot man of on man, slapping. it can be it against women. It is a lot of women, women slapping, Yeah, though. okay, it does happen a lot. Okay. But the difference is, because this was in Australia, unfortunately for our serial slapper, because I'm pretty sure he does this a lot, because you don't just come out of no, nowhere obviously. and slap a woman yes, he's in, practiced. in front of children and stuff in public, um, he's now got an assault charge against him. Mm -hmm. He'll be going to court in May, so we'll follow it up when it actually happens. But you see, when you bring this mainland attitude with you when you go overseas, it can get you into trouble. It's like sure. that couple that got yeah. into that fight yeah. in New York. Yeah. And then on the street outside their hotel, and they actually both got arrested. Right. It's just one of those things. It's quite common for these little altercations to, to break up. What, there, another thing mm. I wanted to bring up, and we didn't put this in here, but there's mm. a very disturbing video of mm. a woman being kicked repeatedly by her husband. Domestic yeah. abuse. He's yeah. like wearing underwear. She put on her webcam just in time because she knew it was going to happen. Right. And 
the thing is, like, I saw it, the discussion about it in Chinese was like, oh, this is awful, blah, blah. Obviously, people hate domestic mm -hmm. abuse, and this is horrible. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. The thing that bothered me, you thought I was going to say, but, didn't I? No, I'm not a monster. <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah. The thing that bothered me was the discourse on, in English. Mm. So when I was reading this discourse in English, I'm not sure about this story, but that story was saying, like, oh, I can't believe this happened. Some people were saying this. I'm not joking. I can't believe this happened in China. Like, it's so much worse in America. This wasn't Wu Mao stuff. These were, like like westerners saying this mm. they were saying i can't believe that you know there's so much domestic abuse in china this video is so terrible i thought this only this is much worse in america domestic abuse is so much worse in america no. are you sure this happened in china i don't know where this idea is coming from it's dumb the amount of domestic abuse the, the couple that lived next to me in inner mongolia i had to call the police because mm. i was so worried but they said it was just a family issue yeah the guy was slapping the crap out of his wife all the time she's screaming bloody murder all the time yeah. Yeah. And so I got the police involved, and they're like, that's none of your it's business. It's a family issue. Yeah. This is the, people don't understand how bad it is for women in China. They, they really do have a lot of issues when it comes to domestic equal abuse. rights, especially when it comes to domestic abuse. And you, you have like these terrible situations where women actually die from being beaten to death yeah. by family members, not even by their husband, like the husband's parents and stuff. It's quite, well, it's something, you, it's, it's a phenomenon you can read about. I'm not saying it's like super common or anything. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes to domestic violence, uh, domestic violence and these kind of things that happen in public, in China, the law doesn't step in. No. If anything, they might step in to mediate. That's something that needs to change. You know, they might be like, listen, guys, you know, just figure it out by yourselves. But they don't jump in there and arrest the guy for no. assault because it's seen as a domestic problem or a private concern or something. And that's how the Chinese police deal with things is they'll be like, OK, guys, calm down, go sort it out. And if you're you well know? connected, it doesn't matter if it yeah. does escalate to police activity, like to where the police have to get involved. And there's a court case. It, you'll get away with it if you're the one that's connected. Yeah. They're not going to favor the, the poor person that is the, the victim. You know, unless they were rich. Here, here's another thing. I'm just going to talk about a buddy of mine who's going through a tough time in China right now. And I'm not going to name his name and I'm not going to give out too many details because I don't want sure. to spoil it. But um, an unfortunate situation has happened where a relative of his, he's a foreigner, and a, um, a rel close relative of his passed away in China. And acquaintances of his relative... Uh, Chinese acquaintances conspired to steal all the money out of his relative's bank account. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this is what happened. So he's a foreigner now. His relative has died. He's trying to deal with the funeral. He's trying to deal with the body. At the same time, he finds out that all of her money has been taken out of the bank account, been stolen by people he knows, acquaintances of his relative. He goes to the police station and they're all like, Sorry, that's a family matter. You have to sort it out. He's been to multiple police stations. He's tried his best to approach law, the law in any way, shape and form. And they're either like, sorry, you're a foreigner, piss off. Or that's a family, private matter, deal with it yourself. Right. You know, and that's leading back to this. This is why you have this brazen attitude, because these people will be um, attacking someone like that mm -hmm. and thinking. And he's thinking it's not it's not the law's business. It's no one's business. This is business. our business. My it's business. my my this is my business partner or something this is a kind of a private thing we're dealing with right and uh, unfortunately for him he's going to learn the hard way that it doesn't fly like that overseas no, no. outside of china that's something that needs to change in china but it won't i mean the whole there's no rule of law to begin with yeah. so it's a, it's a it's a shitty situation yeah so now we thought we'd take this horrible situation and end it on a lighter note and we're going to talk about bubble tea because <laughs> this happened in a bubble tea shop by the way that bubble tea shop is currently closed yeah and tea or something it's called 
Yeah, and, and also, you know, what came out of this is it turns out that the, the boss has not been paying wages, it looks like. Allegedly, you know, as they like to say, allegedly has been basically doing slave labor where he gets, um, in, like, uh, international students to come and work and they're not paid. Yeah, them. that actually happens a lot, even in Chinese restaurants here. If you see yeah. some young people, a lot of times they'll get hired on contract to just come over for a little while and they yeah. don't get paid fairly. No, it's, so it's a thing. So it looks like his bubble tea shop might be in trouble all because he allowed his little douche friend to kick around a young girl, a 20-year-old girl. By the way, the guy who was arrested was 39 years old. You'd think that he'd have a little sense. I hope I don't hit women. Yeah, yeah, just don't kick them to the floor in the stomach and stuff. Anyway, uh, let's talk about milk tea. This, I know you hate this stuff. Uh, I don't know how to say it. I just, I have no, I lived in Taiwan for too long to the Mm. point where like my Taiwanese coworkers got this every single day and it was like a tea run and it would be a really big part of the ritual day like part of Mm. the day and i thought it was kind of cute and everything nice that they did that but number one talk about diabetes oh yeah and number two because it's literally you're drinking tapioca and sugar and fat water yeah yeah right it's just yeah it's not even real fruit they use powder and stuff to simulate fruit real milk tea is in taiwan it's made of fruit dude yeah you might get fruit in some of those you definitely do it's a very important part of taiwanese culture no, but um, yeah, but if you know that they they stop doing that because it doesn't last long. No, but they mix the fruit in front of you. Yeah, those those yeah. those yeah, yeah. some of those have them. Better. My in, point in is, general. if you're a connoisseur like these, sure, women yeah, were, you got it. Like it was that, but yeah, yeah. The cheap milk teas everywhere. Mm. Anyway, the secretary said I like milk teas. I just don't, don't like it very much. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Anyway, yeah, I think it's important. I know people love it. So yeah. when I was in, uh, you know, in in China. Uh, when one of the jobs I had, there was a really good milk tea shop down downstairs, right. and they made like a really good mango one that had mango and yeah. milk yeah. and stuff, you know. So it was yeah. really nice. Kind of, I enjoyed it. I sure. liked it. And so me and coworkers, instead of you know, I don't smoke or anything. So instead of a smoke break, go down and get a milk get tea. Obese, yeah. yeah, exactly. These, I mean, obviously in China it didn't affect me because I was walking so much and sweating. Imagine here, I'd look like Jabba the Hutt in a week. <laughs> Anyway, the fact of the matter is... Boba the Hutt. Yeah, Boba the Hutt. <laughs> Boba Fat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'd be Boba Fat, that's right. Uh, so, now, there's a little bit of a story. You might want to know where this stuff comes from. Because I think a lot of people just see bubble tea. Because it's quite a phenomenon. You yeah. see it around and they're sure. like, that's just some Asian thing. It comes from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Not China. Uh, not Japan. No. You know, not any other not country. Singapore. But the country of Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it happened sometime during the 80s. 86. Um, is 86? Yeah. Well, you know, Taiwan kind of went through a food revolution at some point. I know this because I grew up with some Taiwanese people. Sure. Um, and if you've ever been to Taiwan, especially in the night markets, mm. you'll see all these incredibly interesting yeah. snacks and foods. And it's changing like know? fashion. Yeah. And, you know, the way they prepare it. Yeah. You have guys basically juggling dough and doing right. all sorts of weird stuff. This was part of a, a like a planned revolution to make the food more interesting and yeah. stuff. And this came out of that. It used to be that people would just have like shaved ice, which I'm going to say is one of the most <laughs> dumb desserts. It's literally oh shaved gosh. ice and they pour like a syrup on it or something. I it's, love you, Taiwan, but that is my <laughs> second nightmare of Taiwan is people eating shaved ice shaved, all the time. Shaved ice is Come lame. On. It's lame. It's freaking lame. Okay, Putting red yeah. beans and mango yeah, on Yeah, I know. On Stop. shaved ice. Anyway. So shaved ice was a thing, tapioca was a thing, and yeah. some guy decided, and milk, just normal like tea, because you know tea is a big of part course. of uh, Chinese culture and right. Taiwanese culture. So they decided, some dude decided, how about I mix all of them together? And he kind of put the tapioca balls in, he put the shaved ice, and then he put the, the tea on top. And he pretty much created, and it's still up 
up for grabs who actually did it. It was either in Tainan or Taichung. Yeah, or it was Taipei. Something. Or Taipei. There's so three, it's yeah, like three, three, what, three places of claim. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All of them in the three different <laughs> yeah, regions. Of at Taiwan. the same time, it was like a, one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the fact of the matter is, um, it is delicious if you like sweet things. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and it's one of Taiwan's signature things, yeah. and it's taken. It's good. It is good. Yeah, it is good. I it's, just know how unhealthy it, it is. It has taken. It's very unhealthy. It's taken the world by storm, like at least the Asian world, because everywhere you go. Oh no, dude! My in bro- Asia, my brothers mm-hmm. have been addicted to boba for years now. I'm talking like probably five, six, seven years now. Wow. In my small town in upstate New York, well, bro, there we go. At a Taiwanese yeah. tea shop. Fantastic. That Ta- became, Taiwan number one. Cu- know became, what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. It became a cultural juggernaut, juggernaut in my upstate New York town. Which is bizarre. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. But, um, uh, you know, here's in Taiwan, you'll have like sexy girls selling it and stuff. Not usually. We, yeah, threw, yeah. we threw that in there literally just, just because we thought there was some sexy girls yeah. that said it was interesting. Yeah, anyway. but uh, so we thought we'd ended on uh, a kind of a, a little bit of an educational note where sure. boba tea comes from. Also, you know... Boba, the reason, the, the name is because it's kind of like slang for breasts because yeah. it's round. Yeah. So you're actually saying breast tea yeah. when you, you say that, boba tea. So think about that. Next time you're sipping on a boba, does it taste like breast milk? Oh, gross, dude. Just now joking. you really put me off. Just joking. Uh, anyway, let's finish this up. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, <clears throat> I had an experience once. I know. Uh, one day we'll talk Whew. about that. Yeah, anyway, guys. So it's uh, questions and answers time where we uh, answer <laughs> your questions and you question our answers. All right. So Scranton, what do we got? Scranton Beats. Mm-hmm. Are you from Scranton, Pennsylvania? If so, you're like a half an hour from where I grew up. Uh, you guys ever learn Bopo Mofo? I did not. However, no, that's a Taiwan thing. They tried, yeah, they yeah. tried to teach me a million times in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. In Taiwan, I used to have Bopo Mofo keyboards and flip phones. People call me Bopo Mofo. I, even in Kindy, <laughs> you're a yeah. bopo mofo. Yeah, you yeah. have to actually. Some of the Kindies, the, some of the Western people, I had to teach it to the kindergartners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ski douche. Oh, been following you since since back in the day. Moved to China nine years ago. Thank you for bringing these things to light. It's always spot on. Thank you. Thank appreciate you. that. JD Man, what are your thoughts on the New York Times call for a reality czar? Sounds ominous to me. I actually don't know what that is. Yeah, we'll look into it. Um, Sander Oswald. Uh, is the CCP's ultimate quest world dom- domination cartoon style, or is it sly and aggressive attitude, a grand attempt to try and become the ultimate standalone superpower nation? Uh, it's more like China actually originally i talked about this in my video yesterday mm-hmm. the original originally ambitions of of communist china were to get wealthy enough to be able to cut itself off from the world again right china's always had the psyche that they're iso- they're very isolationist right? right why do you think they ban their internet from outside participation sure, sure. they don't want their citizens to really be influenced by the outside world yeah uh, the thing is that the current ambitions are a little bit stronger that's why xi jinping got rid of term limits and stuff is because his dreams for china are a little bit more colonialist Right. right, and that's why you have Belt and Road Initiative. So mm-hmm. that's really the end game is to be a global power, a global force with very strong influence around the world. Yeah, and they want to make the rest of the world bend to their yes. their idea of history and their idea of right. what happened and sense of the rest of the world. You may never say anything that hurts the feelings of the Chinese people. Right. You know that for for power. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Archie Bachelor, what's up with Spotify uploads? I I uploaded that yesterday. Yeah, the last one. Sometimes it's behind. We use this client that puts it out to all different uh, mm-hmm. podcast things, so it probably yeah. takes a little while. Yeah, we'll um, we'll get it up there eventually. Yeah, you know. this one will be up probably tomorrow, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt B, thank you very much. Massive fins. China isn't going to like Elon Starlink internet from satellites. China and I mark my words. We've called everything correctly thus far. Sure. China will find a way to stop that internet signal. 
Oh, well, they will you, find a way. They, you, they will probably pressure Elon Musk because he's opened yeah. all the Tesla factories and stuff in China. He's sure. doing all that stuff. Be like, hey, if you want to still be here, you better not allow yeah. that service to work here. Or or make a, a different version of it Yeah, that's censored yeah, or exactly. allowed to be censored. Yeah, I know it's, it goes against the whole idea, but maybe the, the satellites Money, will... Money, Elon. The satellites will like turn off when they go flying over China or something. Sure, I, I we'll, we'll figure it out. Elon, don't bend a knee. He's already gone to China. He's he's being dumb. If you Stop, listen to Elon. This, Elon, I know you're a huge fan. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you tune in every week. As a fellow South African, I, right. I implore you to not bend the knee to the CCP. There's two people that love us the most that tune in every week. Elon Musk and Tim Pool. Yeah. They love us dearly. Please don't <laughs> bend down to the CCP. Yeah. And that goes to you, Tim. Don't do it. <laughs> Yep. Sean Wyland, uh, Daniel DiMartino Booth and down the middle has documents proving the CCP let the Wuhan flu spread globally to break out of a tough trade deal. And that is hopefully something people will bring to light. I haven't looked at those documents. So. Yeah. Um, 11. Winston, have you ever thought about applying for political asylum in the U.S.? It's very difficult. Trust me. Mm. There's been a lot of people persecuted to a lesser extent and got approved. It's- you know, here's the thing. <sighs> I don't think I would apply for asylum unless it was my absolute last resort. Sure. You know, I am in a bit of a tough position. South Africa, my home country, is incredibly hostile uh, towards people like myself nowadays. But that's not enough reason for me to claim asylum. Sure. Um, I obviously can't go back to China. That's no reason for me to claim asylum, no. asylum either. You know, at the end of the day, it would only ever be an option for me if... Let's just say all of my family were completely were, were murdered brutally. I mean, all of them, because some of them, you know. But I'm just saying, like, if everything went terribly wrong and South Africa was on fire and um, I had no other option in, in the world, you know, and I was being completely hunted down by various governments, that's maybe when I'd consider it. But as long Sorry. as I still have my own a- agency... I think people you know, are confused, though. Like, we don't... Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I appreciate the thoughts and everything. Yeah. But we don't need help. Like, we've done everything legally and we're, we're fine. Yeah. We're okay. You're, yeah. We're okay. We've been following... We're not, like, hopping around on tourist visas. No, no, no. You don't need to worry. <laughs> everything's okay. Everything's legal and above board, and it's been a struggle and incredibly expensive and difficult. But we're and here. Anyone who's had to deal with the American immigration system legally mm-hmm. will know that it's a hell of a thing, mm-hmm. and it's really tough, it's and it's really easy. difficult. It's not that easy. I don't know why people think you can yeah. use... And the fact that I'm here is because we've done things legally don't worry yes. but i appreciate the the sentiment and if i were to ever apply for her asylum let's say if that was ever a thing down the line you bet your bottom dollar you'd know about it because i would let everyone know because that would strengthen my case sure you so, know yeah. so, anyway yeah, don't worry say. about it we yeah. got it we got it thanks thanks man i appreciate Thank you. it three Korean. Mm-hmm. uh we talked about china's claims on the south china sea mm-hmm. not allowing to shoot shooting on fishing ships yet demand countries bordering the arctic to follow international navy law to not restrict a- access hypocrites well, we don't need to say anything because you literally just said it. Yeah. No, the, the uh, CCP are hypocrites. It's a big bowl of hypocrisy. Absolutely yeah. delicious hypocrisy. Yes. Rules for thee, <laughs> but not for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good one. You make that up? No, I think it's something. Oh, okay. Maybe I edited it a bit. Oh, okay. Me, me. Uh, bearing in mind the huge amount of foreign debt that China holds, how many of our goods are now made in China? How do we as individuals, companies, and governments safely disengage from China? Stop buying from China? Mm-hmm. Um, make sure that your local politicians definitely know about China's influence on things like education. Yeah, trade, Confucius Institutes, things institutes. like that. Mm. Research positions should not be going to people with Ch- Chinese Communist Party ties. Yes. Um, there's so many things you can do. Just mm. spreading awareness is the most important thing so people don't just keep buying bullshit on Amazon and going throughout their life like nothing's happening. 
That's true. And I mean, if you're concerned about, oh, where is our cheap labor going to come by? Don't forget that there are other countries as options. If yes. that's if that's what you need in your life is your cheap gadget or India something. India will fill in that. India, role. Vietnam, you know. It's already happening. Ton, tons of places. It's already happening. You know. And Amazon doesn't want it to happen, but it is happening. <laughs> how about just not filling your life with cheap, meaningless yeah. junk? How, how about, about stop being a mindless consumer? No, I, I mean, no, be a mindless consumer. Be a mindless consumer, but, not, not, but you don't have to have those cheap trinkets. You don't need the cheap crap. What I'm saying is, like, save up a little bit. And if you're buying a, a TV, make it a Sony. Or you know? do this. <laughs> yeah, or buy something made in America. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're going to buy a, a, anything, a product, a, just try to find something that's well-made, spend a little bit more, and you're really doing your part. Yes. You know? Jeremiah Berry, do you think China is will or is meddling in Bur Burma, Myanmar democracy? I mean, they have yeah. for the longest time. China's been trying to win over Burma, mm. as well as all of Southeast Asia. I mean, Burma is the only country. Burma and Cambodia, I would say Cambodia is lost to China. It's to the point where I, I wouldn't even go there mm. um, now, just for security threats. Mm. Burma, on the other hand, is on the kind of in between. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a shame. It's, it's a shame what happened in in Burma. Yeah, and then the rest of Southeast Asia is kind of leaning against China. They're like, "Whoa, mm. get get out of here, bro! A little too much influence." So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Lisa Ruthless, thank you very much. Singapore dollars, thank you, all the way from hot Singapore. Mm -hmm. Massive fins. Uh, what should I do with my China owns Biden with a Z? By the way, T-shirt. <laughs> okay. People laugh when I wear it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you should do. They keep wearing it. Okay, it's kind of funny. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tomas Agius, should, you should interview Drew Pavlo. Who's that again? It sounds super. It rings familiar. a bell. Is that that Australian guy who goes? Oh around, yeah, 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 yeah. Goes around. We like, should. We yeah. actually should. Why not? Uh, you guys make that happen. Yeah. Make the if, magic if, happen. If anyone touch. can put us in touch, please do. Kiwi Bear Muzza, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Magnum Beef. <laughs> Y'all are making a difference. My dad was recently talking about some COVID conspiracy theories he heard from mainstream media pundits. Your channel prepared me to counter that stuff with insight on how China actually works and point him to reliable sources. Fantastic. Thank you very Thank you. much. Thank you. Happy to hear it. Mm. Nothing but logic and reason on our channels, guys. Yeah, yeah please. This is... <laughs> we try our best to provide proper proof, but yeah. we have experience dealing with China for that's, so many years. That's where we come up with yeah. our opinions. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. we know what we know in, how to sift through the bullshit. In current context in China. Yeah. That's yeah. perhaps absolutely. the most important thing is the necessary context we have, the people we talk to and the language skills we possess. Yeah. And that is why you take uh, take anyone uh, on the ground reporters over there with <laughs> a little grain of salt. Absolutely. Uh, Akosha, keep up the good work, guys. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Tony Devos, Leo Shin. Prettier than Joseph G G Gables, but just as amoral as him. <laughs> Leo, yeah, she, let's be honest, she doesn't have much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you know she what I mean? yeah. Like anybody in China, if you're in media, let's say you're this pretty young woman that wants to go into communications in China. I taught a communications class, a journalism mm -hmm. class, actually, which yeah. is ironic. I taught a journalism class in China, by the way, yeah. from this shit book that they made me teach. Yeah. Mostly talked about bullshit, but anyway, mm -hmm. um, pretty young lady. Pretty uh, handsome young guy. Want to go into communications? You're going to end up just working for the CCP, more yeah, or less. you have to. It's not your fault. People don't understand that you have to follow the rules in China. Right. And it's not like uh, in the West where you can fall back on unions or you can fall back no. on the law. It's like, oh, my, my boss is forcing me to do something uncomfortable. You can really sue them here or something. You can't do that in China. It's like 
you lose your job and then you go back to zero and you won't get work again in the same field because it's all about guanxi and connections so you really are at the mercy of your boss or your the organization you work for in china it really holds a lot of sway over your life that's why people work six days a week stay in the company dormitories don't ever go out you know it's a different kind of a lifestyle and if you've witnessed it yourself you'll understand why people don't really have a choice right you know correct um when you get mm-hmm. been missing the live streams since I started my new job, uh, lucky I was able to catch it this morning. Thanks for the hard work, guys. And thank, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Having you here, you guys here live is very important to us. It's uh, it's a good uh, morale booster, and it, it really it is, helps it us because we feel very alone. Yeah, Corey Samek, thank you. Forrest Gump, they're supposedly taking over the world, but they cannot make a simple interview work. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about I the mean, CGTN they have the thing. same foibles that we have. It's yeah. like little YouTubers. <laughs> little YouTubers, yeah, it's kind of funny. However, absolutely none of the Western media is impartial. I guess we still do better propaganda than the CCP. Well, I mean, yeah, the thing is, impartial or not, you've got different differing opinions out there. When, you, when we say media, we're not just talking about CNN, Fox News, MSNBC. We're talking about people like us. And we're talking people... about your college campus newspaper or yeah. your, you or know... Any, anyone anything. that has a voice. Yeah. That's yeah. the media. YouTube. Yeah. Mm, you can't do that in China. So you man. can't say our media. You know? Like, I, I can now, right now, on this live stream, say Biden's a moron, Trump's a moron, Hillary Clinton's a moron, Carmela Harris is a moron, AOC is a moron, uh, I don't know, Boris Johnson's a moron, Prince Charles is a moron, Princess Diana's dead. I can say whatever I want. It's not going to get shut down. If you're live streaming in Chinese media and you say Xi Jinping is a moron, you know, if you say Lin Biao is a moron, actually, they'll probably like that. If you say, you know, Mao Zedong was a fat piece of shit. Any of these things, you're immediately shut down. Not only will your live stream be canceled live because they have people watching this and they have people that are there or algorithms that detect certain things or somebody will report you to the sensitive board like arrested. live. Not only will they shut it down, we will get arrested. OK, and that's what we're trying to say here. Okay. Yeah, that's what? why I don't like when people equate this. You can't equate it. You can't. It's not the same thing. Yeah. You're not allowed to think yeah. at this point, you know, without being ostracized. Yeah. Having a, a thought, personal thought in China without being ostracized at this point. Yeah, you can't. And so that's what we're trying to prove here. Um, anyway, yes. that was my point. Thank you. Thank you, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Lenore Hamburg, thank you for making this content. And greetings from Finland Kitos. Uh, Michael A. L. Gierto, Gerito. Uh, hello, Winston and Laowai. Have you heard of the Fang Fang spy scandal? We sure have. Uh, greetings from San Diego. I saw you at the meet and greet thing. That was oh, that was that, that was, was really fun though. That was crazy, man. Like you guys you, down you, there are awesome. There was like yeah. our best meetup ever. One of them. But I mean, it was just crazy. We didn't expect nuts. so many people to hundreds, turn up. Hundreds of people. Yeah, we couldn't. It, we were flooding out onto the streets. It was it was amazing. Thank you. We so actually much for coming. specifically did, went down there because we thought it'd be smaller and more easy <laughs> to manage than LA. Yeah, we were dumb. <laughs> anyway. Uh, D-Rex, thank you. Uh, Retrig202, Retrig Winston, please consider also uploading your videos to Alternative Streaming's uh, library or Odyssey CMilk does. I do. <laughs> you do. Well, actually... We're not, we're not telling people about that yet, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, we're, we're experimenting. But yes, we yeah. do see the need to look at alternative platforms. These entire channel's up there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, we're, we're yeah. busy experimenting with something. And once it's all up and running correctly, we'll we're, let we're you actually know. working with the founders and the people that run the website. Which website? Odyssey. Yeah, Odyssey recommended. Yeah, we know we know him. We know that. You know when people say, "I know the owner of this <laughs> restaurant." We actually do know the owner of this website. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Elba Elf eighty four. Actually, guys, if not, 
you own a TV, you need a license that you need a license in the UK. It's if you watch live broadcasts that are being shown. Yes, but how do they prove whether or not you you're watching a live sure. broadcast? You know, Winter Phoenix Forest Kieran. That is a name. Yeah. Uh, see, look, you lived in up up uh, upstate New York. I have chose. I have to choose between medical residencies very soon. What is Northern New York, Syracuse like versus Southern New York, Brooklyn? Which is best? And regarding dating, is it true a foreign Asian students are very insular? Uh, the letter thing, yeah, I mean, more or less. Insu- the insular thing? Absolutely. Yeah, more or less. Um, you obviously get, I've met a lot of my subscribers. They wouldn't dare to date a British. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I met a lot of my subscribers that ended up staying after their university's over, and they yeah. integrated perfectly. Sure. But the, a lot of people are very insular. It's incredibly tough to break into, um, sure. you know, just the Asian social circles, Chinese social circles, yeah. especially when they're studying over, sure. overseas. They feel... Um, they feel a little threatened and they always stick well, just together. Be nice. And, be nice and yeah. be the be the bigger person and actually, you know, try to make friends with the, people. The way to break into work. it is just learn a bit of basic Chinese. Yeah. Absolutely. You just break need, the ice a just, little bit. Yeah. All you need to do is say a couple of words in Chinese, get the conversation going, yeah. and you can make friends. People are not yeah, normal it's, as it's not that else. It's not like um, there's something wrong with them. They're just very, you know kind of hesitant to to break out of their little bubbles and that's right. just how it is and that's that's fine yeah you can be the person that breaks it's, into them dude, people do it all the time it's the same it's the same in china Stop. when you've got uh, foreigners who hang out in a bubble where you'll get a chinese person will come out of the blue and start speaking a little bit of english and they break into the bubble that way sure yeah now to answer your probably the question you actually really care sure. about um i would i'm from upstate new york so i have upstate new york pride but i do know that other than nature, there is literally nothing going on. Syracuse is a pretty dead city. I love it. It's still a dead city. I would personally, if you're younger, definitely just go to New York City. Yeah. Uh, New York Brooklyn. City. Is, yeah, also New York City. Okay. Um, New York City is going to be just so much more dynamic and more fun. But if you are looking for an experience of you like hiking, you just want to have uh, an experience where you're kind of off the grid type of thing, definitely upstate New York. Mm. But I would definitely, if you want to save money too, because New York City is freaking expensive. Um, D-Rex, always want to support you guys to finally get around to setting up. Thank you. Thanks for all the insightful content and keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks a lot, mate. Um, I think it was a girl actually. Oh, thank you very much. It's um, okay. I'm not an ad. <laughs> ma'am. I, I, I just think D it's is a... ma'am. I think... <laughs> okay. I think it's uh, D is a female name. Yeah. Dee Dee Smith. What's the simplest way to get my I don't my know Chinese? D's... Yeah, it's a man's name too, you know. D? Okay, fair enough. Uh, whichever <laughs> I mean, way we apologize. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the simplest way to get my Chinese girlfriend to not defend the CCP so intently? Don't bring it up. <laughs> just don't bring it up. This, yeah. You're not going to win that argument. You have to... If you want to slowly change someone's... We've talked about this yeah. too much, but when we slowly want to change the Chinese person's mind, don't confront there is no value in confrontation what we're doing right now talking to you guys we can do that we're speaking english we're having a dialogue um you understand where we're coming from yeah based on our experience but when you're talking to somebody that is already you know fervently going to defend the ccp and stuff you can't be like oh yeah well blah 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 it's difficult to break away from it it's a knee-jerk reaction it's like a religious person that's being brought up in a religious kind of commune somewhere a cult or something it's difficult for them to accept any criticism, I should say. Um, the only way that I've found this to be effective, and I said this multiple times, is to find another Chinese person who has already had Correct. their mind changed or was perhaps born in your country yeah. and is more open-minded and, and can talk exist. about these. There's a lot of them. And when a Chinese person will talk to them about these issues, they are more apt to listen and, mm-hmm. and believe them. 
But if a foreigner tries to say anything, it's immediately that defense mechanism trigger. yeah. is triggered and they'll shut down. They won't it's, even listen to you. And it's not an, a natural thing. It's it's from education. The, yeah. the West is bad. Other countries are bad. We are Chinese, so we are very different. Yeah. And that's that poisonous education that's gone through. Absolutely. And it is a, it's a real thing. Yeah. And it's helped with people I know personally, mm -hmm. you know. Um, here in America, my wife talking to some American Chinese that have been here for a long time. It's helped change her mind about certain mm. things. And I just stand back. It's not It's not up to me to try and force her to think no. a certain way because you don't do that to people. No. People have to make up their own minds about Correct. things anyway. Adults. So I let her talk to these the, to these friends of hers and they can talk to her about certain things and she can make up her own mind. And yeah, it's, helped. it's helped a lot. It's really balanced her out for a lot. Sure. Yeah. Um, 11. I'm here just to claim that the airplane is a Brazilian invention. Lol. Love you, sea milk. Thank you. <laughs> the Wright brothers were Brazilian? You don't even know? The Wright. Raito. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, know. Isn't that like Italian? Yeah. Raito. Raito brazas. Anyway, Robert okay. Finch. Really enjoying this podcast. Thank you. We enjoy it too. Yeah. That's why we do it every week now. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you guys think of the BNO passports are being banned in Hong Kong? I'm yeah. not surprised. No. I mean, let's be honest. If you're at this point, if you're gonna leave Hong Kong and you're gonna accept asylum in other countries, you're gonna have to face the fact you're probably not going back. I think if you, I mean, yeah, that it's it's a tough situation, it isn't is. it? It's horrible. Yeah. If you can get a British, here's the thing though. If you can get a British citizenship, if you got your BNO, if you had to choose between a Hong Kong um, ID or a British citizenship, go for the British citizenship because British people get 90 days in Hong Kong anyway when you land there. So all you need to do is continue to live in Hong Kong with your British citizenship, maybe cross the border into Shenzhen, come back in, you get another 90 days. Kind of like reverse um, visa, visa runs, you know what I mean? So it's only every three months you kind of have to visit Shenzhen, go and go to a massage place and come back and you're done. Keep living in Hong Kong on your British passport. That's that's my advice. <laughs> Why not? Just, if you're leaving, you're probably disenchanted with what's happening. No, right I'm just now. saying it's it's a situation where they have they're now offering you a choice. Sure. Either you give up your I understand. BNO, your British passport, and you choose a Hong Kong ID sure. only, right. or you go get your British passport right. and you you're not allowed to have a Hong Kong ID. So then. Yeah, why I'm not just travel saying, on your Yeah, why not just passport? take the British, you know, nationality that gives you the option to leave if you want to. I also don't recommend traveling into mainland China. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, plan. I'm just offering a yeah, th think sure. outside the I box, gotcha, you gotcha. know. Uh, yeah. Real Naga, which mm. means that, so don't get your panties in a bunch. Mm -hmm. um, what about SCMP? Is it still a trustworthy news source or already censored bias? We've talked about this a lot. Mm. Um, yes, it is majority owned by Alibaba. Yeah. It has a very heavy bias towards the CCP because it has to. Mm. Uh, some of the editorials make it appear to be nuanced. Yeah. Uh, we were featured in SMCP on a hit piece, actually. Yeah, hit piece against us, yeah. So you can kind of understand, you know, we won't promote with that article, but you can kind of understand that people that they promoted in that article give you a semblance of what that jour the journalistic integrity is left over in mm. on that publication. Sounds good. Uh, Norman Fair, does that CCP does the CCP not realize that all of its lies and saving face may make them look even worse, or do they not care? They they just they will continue to pretend. They, they pre don't care. They just pretend like oh you didn't catch them out. Yes. Just pretend that their lie still stands, and that's kind of how it goes, doesn't it? They just pretend, <laughs> pretend, pretend. D.D. Smith says. Five dollars from Quayla sixty for Shaver reservations that I see okay. joke that we're taking their donation. Oh right, right, yeah. <laughs> right. Thanks. Actually I do uh, need a shave. I apologize. It's been that's a true. it's been an interesting week. Hi Winston. Cancel mm -hmm. culture doesn't exist. It's rich people complaining about Twitter bans. No more dinner party invites and lost book deals. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. 
Jonathan Lau, uh, any thoughts on the longer telegram? See, you covered it. I don't know about that. The longer telegram? Not I'll sure. I'll look into it. Mm. Uh, Julian Rader says, Winston, get a colored tie, mate. It's not a funeral, lol. Yeah. Usually wear a colored tie. No, I mean, I, I tend... It is pretty funeral. This, this, this is a very old tie. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I've always liked Still darker ties. ties. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of old ties. Yeah. <laughs> David Pay says, Psaki is this press secretary. She didn't answer questions and says, I have to circle back. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I'll, just, I'll have to circle back on that, David. All right. Uh, Dave, post on Rumble too. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. What is a Rumble? It's people another keep, one of those people keep telling alternative us platforms. We're yeah. working with Odyssey right now, but we'll do a we're doing a hard launch later. Yeah. Uh, Kane Ra, my friend, a friend of mine divorced her husband because of him, and her parents beat her. Mm. Sadly, they got a child together, so she's quite scared. Very. Yeah, this is something yeah, that's common. quite common. Uh, it's hard to talk on this because, you know, people say domestic abuse is bad in in America and stuff, and the only reason they say that is because it gets wide exposure and it has some of the best laws against domestic abuse. It, just in Western countries in general, the UK as well, it's it's heavy. It's a heavy bias towards protecting women in relationships. And it's a good thing. And so you think it's bad, and that's only because it's being exposed that much. The domestic abuse situation in China is far worse, far, far worse than you can imagine. And you also have to realize that the, the big population there. So even if you're going to say only a few people are bad eggs, that means like a few hundred million people are bad eggs, right? It's a big, big, big issue. But because China controls the news so much, because they always, you know, if it's if it happens, it doesn't get reported as a police report. It's not a crime. It's seen as a, a sort of a family issue that needs to be sorted out by the family. And usually you see families battling these things out. It's like a feud. You'll have like the grandparents and those grandparents all blaming each other and getting compensation and all sorts of crap. It's huge there. It's really, 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 really bad. And it's something... There's a lot of young people, like movements and stuff, that mm. try to stop this domestic abusing or at least get legal, yeah. like, intention. Yeah. And it's always met with, like, nothing. There's no change. Absolutely. Ever. China's got a long way to catch up when it comes to these things. And things like sexual harassment in right, the offices right. and stuff like that. It's... Yeah. Dude, I've seen firsthand with that rapist boss that raped all of the, the his female employees. That I used to work for, remember? Yeah, he really... And that was a huge... It's a story I really need to tell because there's a lot behind that story. That. Yeah, I know, but like an in-depth. Uh, in-depth. In depth. Yeah. Do, do a video but, on. yeah, I need to do a video on that. But it, it's still a big issue in China. Um, and so don't for a second think that uh, China's got that, that licked. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, D.D. Smith says, get China China Uncle Mikey with you guys. We actually yeah. love China Yeah, Uncle he's a Mikey. nice, he's he's a nice awesome. guy. He's a great guy. Um, I've spoken to him a couple times. Mm -hmm. Case closed 93 because of you. And yeah, we would have him on. Of course, mm. we'd have him on yeah, at some point. Yeah, 100%. Um, there's, there's certain security concerns for people in China that we were. Yeah, about. we don't want to, you know, associate it with to us him. too It'll much. Be up to him. Yeah. Uh, case closed 93 because of you. I've been reading all about South Africa. Mm. I recently read that one of the closest allies of apartheid South Africa was Taiwan and Mandela broke ties afterwards. Do you have any experience with that? Um yeah, look, uh, I know a lot of Taiwanese people because, you know, S South Africa and Taiwan had a very um, healthy relationship. It wasn't about apartheid or not. It was that it was government. A, it, no, it was people. just even after apartheid was finished, there was a very healthy relationship. Taiwan had its own printing presses there. So you had like a Taiwanese newspapers that were distributed because I went and saw that stuff, you know, because my Ta Taiwanese friends, we'd go around in the Taiwanese circles and... There was a big thing going on, but it was actually when China offered the BRICS, you know, the mm. BRICS thing, when they got um, South Africa in on this whole BRICS initiative, they basically gave them an ultimatum. Like, you either um, recognize us and become part of this BRICS thing, 
and get rid of Taiwan or we're not going to deal with you. So they accepted Brexit. Yeah, so they accepted like Brexit. South Africa's pretty done. They should accept it gold instead. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean? Anyway, they got enough gold. The thing mm-hmm. is, um, it was a choice between either dealing with mainland China or dealing with Taiwan and they chose mainland China and all the printing presses shut down, all the support for the Taiwanese community and all those ties and stuff just disappeared overnight. And it's kind of terrible because a lot of people really were affected badly by sure. it. Sure. Mm. Um, Ben Cheever says, was driving home, listening, but mainstream media and big tech is getting very close to China levels. Take a look at Hunter Biden's suppression. Always love you guys. Yeah, okay. unfortunately. Ruth Power, are there any feminist movements in China? There are lots. There are feminist um, movements, but man, it's with, tough. They're met with not very much support. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah Penny, how has the Chinese media been covering the Biden administration? They haven't been talking about it very much at all. Yeah. That's yeah, been radio silence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Master Singleton. Sadly, the CCP is writing, rewriting world history and using soft power to influence the world, like in Australia, buying out the, Victor- the Victorian state government. Yes, sure. that is a defeatist attitude to have, mm-hmm. and that's why you need to keep talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it's that's what, like, oh, that's what we're over. here for. Yeah. You know, dude, the way China's been manipulating everybody for the longest time now has to stop. But the only way it stops is when people realize what's going on, Okay. You got a basket of fruit in your house, fruit keeps disappearing, you don't know who's who's doing it. If you see who's doing it, you can address the problem, you know? Yes. So just be vigilant, watch. And when you see that hand reaching out, see who that hand is attached to, and then you can start to talk to that person and say, hey, stop doing that, you know? Right. It's a good interest You painted like a weird picture, man. Best wishes to you guys, really. We're enjoying yeah. Worthless Whips these days from Excellent. Andrew Clunas. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we enjoy doing, we enjoy it, doing too. it, We had a lot of fun yesterday. Yeah. Doing some crap. Yeah. Jimmy Black, a Chinese student, was beat up by her Chinese boss's friend because she asked him to pay her 10 uh, Australian dollars per wage at uh, Fun Tea, Adelaide, Adelaide, Chinatown, South that's, Australia. The whole thing was caught on camera. That's, that's what we, that's talked, what we about. talked about. Yeah. This was probably sent before that. Yeah. Uh, Sean Kiernan, I got an email notification from a Quora post parroting China beat COVID because authoritarianism is better narrative got 1k upvotes. I replied and got 500 downvotes. Is the propaganda machine really falling apart? Yes. And let me tell you why. You're talking about a literal CCP website. Quora Quora is a CCP website. It belongs to China now. Now, the fact that the West lost Quora to the CCP is pretty sad and unfortunate. At the same time... Mm -hmm. You need to avoid that website or look at it as a little capsule of, it show, of seeing it show, the, the thought. The fact that you can see it right. as being a Chinese propaganda machine means it's starting to fail. And thank you for the donation. But also what I want to say is the reason, yeah, the reason that it's starting to fail is that people are actually talking about it now. Yeah. People are talking about it. Yes, it's gotten to a point where CCP influence and soft power has gotten so rampant and crazy that it has infiltrated a lot of our minds and like yeah. our, our dialogues and what we do and censor. At the same time, there's never been a counterpoint to that until yeah. now. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of counterpoints to that now, and it's making us very excited. Yeah. It's not just us anymore. Yeah, that's really good to see. Dennis Stafford, thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vexel Turning, have you tried to contact Tim Bull the Kid on your podcast? <laughs> oh, it would be amazing to have you guys on there. <laughs> Vexel, I, I thank you so much. I hope you're, you're part of the meme. If yeah. you're not, it doesn't matter. I'll explain it to you real quick. We have contacted Tim Pool probably up to five times now. I've been in touch with his manager. We have gotten to the point where it's like people are just spamming his his podcasts or his live shows with getting trying to get ADV China, Lowry Six and Serpents a day on there. Yeah. Over and over again to the point where he's like, Yeah, we're gonna do it. Like we got this. And then I got another contact from a friend at China Uncensored that said, Hey, you should go on there. He actually was the conduit again yeah. for us. Just because he, was on, he, yeah, was, he on was on the show. there. He's yeah. like, Okay, let's do this, you know, like I just met with these guys. And still, nothing. <laughs> we, 
I think he's, he's, just, he's avoiding us. Yes. He's so, really avoiding us. I just I'm, I know everyone out here is in in the meme at this yeah, point. I yeah, just want yeah. to make sure this person sure. didn't waste their money sure, without sure, getting sure. an explanation. Yeah. Nathan eighty seven. Mm-hmm. That's a son of a yeah. Okay, you're getting there. Yeah. Did you see the government push uh, to promote masculinity in boys? Yes, we actually did a video about that years ago. They've been. Yeah. I, it's so crazy how slow the Western news is to pick up these stories. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it is. Uh, we covered that probably four years ago. Yeah, go, didn't we do it on ADV China? Yeah, go look up like a mass. Uh, masculinity masculinity crisis. crisis in china you watch yeah. it it's a whole yeah. video on yeah it. yeah yeah from that's where we got those guys dancing in the woods sure. i love it <laughs> yeah yeah seems there's some criticism within china which yeah. way do you think this will go well like i said this is a talking point for a long time ago and it's yeah. just being still talked is. about again it still is it keeps coming up and uh, you you have to understand when you've got an education system like china that forces children to basically just be book nerds if yeah. i can put it that yeah. way you're going to breed a situation where you don't have very masculine boys running around because they don't go and play outside. They don't go and like build forts and, and fight and things it's like much, that. Yeah. yeah, obviously. They basically just study, 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 go do piano after class, you know, that kind so of thing. So then the government, you know? their, their response is not to give the kids more time to have outlets and, and play outside or inspire creativity. The, the idea is, no, let's force masculinity in the classroom with books. <laughs> it doesn't I make any sense. I know. So anyway, Stop. Uh, it's interesting. D.D. Smith says, Chinese embassies in all states by 2023. Well, why did why are they shutting them down then? Yeah, yeah, yeah I doubt we'll it. see. Uh, R.H., hi guys, discovered your channels in the beginning of the pandemic when looking for information on Uyghur Muslims and scams. Hmm. You guys kept me entertained all these months. Keep up the good work. Enjoy Thank you, that's, Thank you. that's very incredibly generous. generous. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much. Yeah. My Brother's Keeper, what is the name of that cheesy movies you guys cut in here and there? <laughs> <laughs> Any other funny propaganda movies? There's lots. Yeah. Uh, that one in particular is called Bin Wang. Yeah, it's like Zhongguo Bin Wang. Yeah, Zhongguo Bin Which Bing means Wang. Chinese uh, soldier king. Yeah, so maybe look up China's soldier king if you can't yeah. speak Chinese. Zhongguo Bin Wang. Uh, that's yeah. a great one. Yeah. Mad for it, one, two, and yeah, there's lots of them out there. There's tons of these stupid things. Yeah. Uh, Mad for it, one, two, three. Keep up the good work, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. DOX360, finally caught you live. I uh, just want to say thanks for what you do. Hey, it's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Mike Huter, enjoying the Monday driving around LA videos. <laughs> thanks, Mike. <laughs> thanks. Looking forward to the 90210 Redux in this modded, modded post <laughs> off-road ram. That's <laughs> yeah. not a bad idea. We, we were thinking about going to some of the real crap areas in that mm. truck after it's yeah. all decked out. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's big enough to escape from any kind of bad situation. Well, yeah, because people are always like, well, you show the bad parts. We can show the bad parts of America all day, bro. Yeah. I don't care. Don't worry. You didn't see our Hollywood thing? But we, we got to mod our yeah. truck, so it's yeah. bulletproof first, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Bad cat. Wuhan lab leak is going more mainstream. Seymour, could you do an update of your prior reporting? Nah, that's probably getting me murdered. Uh, just say in 1986, <laughs> did you guys hear about the recent BBC report on Xinjiang and the allegations of sy- systemic rape? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. And course, a, yeah. apparently, you know, the U.S. is taking that seriously, which I like. I actually got some good material for next time that we can mm. talk about. You know, it's it's a real thing. Obviously, that stuff is happening. You know, it's enough people have reported that it's not just some made up nonsense. You know, we'll we'll get into that once we find out more. We're going to speak to some actual Uyghur people. Yes. Mm. Uh, D.D. Smith says, "Sea milk, Pantene conditioner." Hint. You know, it's funny. I use Pantene conditioner. <laughs> so if you're hinting at that, it sounds like pantyes. Or, panty or maybe you're insinuating that you can tell that I use panty <laughs> I don't use it. The reason condition. my hair looks Dude. looks dry and up is because I use hairspray. Oh. You know what's the best thing? What? Is, Being bald. Um, you know, like, I've said this before, but somehow, I don't know if it was in your place or in, in my place or somewhere, there's like this bottle of like L'Oreal Men Expert is what it said on it. And it's like shampoo or something. 
And then I got this like three in one um, that's like body wash, shaving cream, hair, like shampoo. Yeah, it was everything. Everything was like in one. And I'm like, yeah. you are not man expert. No. Throw that away. Whoever made this three in that's, one crap, that's, man, that's expert. man expert. It's like one soap to rule them all. You don't that's need all, all these funny, weird products and stuff, man. Screw that. Yeah. Uh, I was really into theater. Okay. Um, Uga, dark skin in Southeast Asia is associated with lower classes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that mean darker skin uh, your skin is, the harder it will be to expe- be accepted or respected? Yes, yes. 100%, 100%. 100%. And it's an unfortunate truth. It's something that I spoke about. Actually, I spoke about it in my Our Chinese Girls Easy video. Mm-hmm. The reason why Chinese girls like to wear or carry around parasols, you know, umbrellas in, in the sun. It's because of that whole thing. The darker your skin, the lower class you are in it's China. Like the, That's all, how you're seen. But it's all over Southeast Asia. That's why they have all those whitening creams yeah, and things. Asia, yeah. Um, yeah, and East Asia. It's it's just part of how things are there. And it's an unfortunate, stupid, nonsense thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Luke, you guys are the reason I went to China in 2018. Had a great time. Cheers. And awesome. We're, we're glad you did. Uh, yeah. Hope you did. Uh, Kay Booty. Any plans for a show about Freedom Road or Liberation Road or the pro-CCB parties in the States that have been... T- taking over teachers' unions and working phone banks for leftist politicians. Oh, interesting. We'll look into that. Look, I'll actually write that down. Please do. Guys, there's been a lot of underhanded crap that's been going on sure. uh, throughout the years. And how, unfortunately, because the Western world is kind of very open and free and trusting, China's taken advantage of that and done things that we normally wouldn't expect um, foreign countries to do because just we're too trusting. And it's kind of become part of our job really to try and shine a light on all of these things and help people understand what's going on right so you can expect to see more of a light shone on these things in the future uh, on all of our channels really so yeah. stay tuned all right guys we wow. went way over this time i'm deeply apologetic mm-hmm. uh, but it means that you guys are enjoying enough to pop over your questions so i appreciate it yeah thank you very much guys for for joining us remember if you see something coming out of China, especially if it's on YouTube or on uh, foreign media, just be skeptical. The takeaway for this entire episode is if you see the letter CGTN, mm. do not be not don't just be skeptical. Know that it's bullshit. It, it absolutely it's is from the Chinese government. Yeah. Now there were two super chats, I believe, two or three super chats in the beginning we'll, that because we'll be of the technical difficulties, yeah. we'll find them and, do them and we'll time. reply to them next time. Thank you very much, guys. <clears throat> Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a fantastic upcoming weekend. Tomorrow you can look forward to a video from me all about uh, China's secret weapon. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to check out my video from yesterday, mm-hmm. which is about um, how China effed up. Yes, that's a very important one. Okay. Uh, there's one more quick oh, chat. Let's hey quickly guys, I started have... watching your videos five months ago and when I started to learn Mandarin. And I'm from Watkins Glen. That's near where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys get to take some laps on the track uh, and go for a vintage weekend. Actually, I have a friend that uh, is going to lend us our car to do laps at Watkins Glen. So it's oh, really? going to be really fun. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool. Thank you very much. Anyway, guys, you know the drill as always. Until next time, stay awesome.